The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey, welcome to Unfiltered uh, with myself and Matt Sarah and the great Chuck Zito hangs with us for the entire hour and 45 minutes. These guys reminisce about some of the original UFCs. It's an amazing time. We have Joseph Benavidez in and uh, just listen. Really fun, man. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra, powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Welcome. By the way, Jimmy? people have been asking about the last uh, the last one we released. It came out on thanks the day before Thanksgiving. I keep getting through. Where's number 46? It's out. Are they, are they asking you that on Twitter? Yeah, they're yelling at me. They don't not, ask I told you I'm not on Twitter at me. I'm not on Twitter. But that's not that exciting about me not being on Twitter because we talked about that before. But you know what is exciting? What's that, Matt? Who's sitting to your right? We the legendary? A- Chuck Zito, our guest today. Oh, Happy you're man. here. I, I, hey. I, and I was the last one. We started at a weird time. <laughs> so I walk in and I get a text. I'm in the gym literally putting my underwear on. And Chris is like, ETA? Because Matt wants to use the toilet. I'm like, oh, I'm just getting dressed. <laughs> He's like, well, they're both here. So I just fucking ran out I of know. Poor, poor Chuck had to sit through that. He's uh, like, oh, uh, man, that's TMI. I don't <laughs> Yeah, a little too much information I need to know, man. You know? Yeah, because I get into it. I get into it. Well, you know, I try to let him go before me because I got to do a number two. Chuck's like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, you know? Man. He's a good guy, though. He shows courtesy. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, that's nice. He's Chuck- nicer than I would be. That's nice. <laughs> Chuck's like, can we get to the fighting? What are we talking about? I want to oh. ask Chuck I wanna, uh, before because uh, when, you, when you, you, you were in the Hells Angels, when you leave the Hells Angels, do you, are, like, are you now like just an ex-member or are you like a member in good standing or how does that work? Uh, just an ex-member. There's nobody. Oh, you know, you know, okay. Once you quit, you quit. You're That's done. it, yeah. After was, 25 years, I uh, quit. You did? Yeah. Is, is it, I saw something on on uh, YouTube. It was like a video that went around. A guy had a Sons of Anarchy jacket on. Did you I've see that video? I've seen that. What? A guy had a Sons of Anarchy, just like a vest, you know, yeah. from this TV show. So he's in a gas station, and there's a guy filming him. I guess he's a member of a, uh, a club. I don't, I don't know who he was. He didn't uh-huh. show his face. But he's kind of talking to this guy about his Sons of Anarchy jacket, and he basically makes him take it off. He's like, if I was in a bad mood, I'd kick your ass for that. He kind of bullied him into taking it off, and I'm like, was that guy being an ass, or was he right to do well, yeah, that? Yeah, he's being an asshole. That's, that's retarded, man, because yeah. it's a TV show. I mean, there's guys out there now that, that, that wear those jackets and think they're part of the club. Yeah. But it's a show. People should know that, especially you know, all the clubs, but that's just a guy bullying a guy. So, that, yeah. That's right. I'm glad that he said that because I was, I was interested to hear Chuck's take on that because I seen that and I'm like, you know, I know they take their, 
you know, the, obviously they, it's it's you know it's like a sacred thing, and you know they take it very seriously being a part of that club. But this guy, I mean, look, it looked like some kid that was barely in his twenties, right? He was he was pumping his girlfriend gas. gave it to him as a Christmas uh, gift. Yeah, but yeah, and, and, and if you wanted yeah. to say that, why are you filming it? Are you filming it because you want yeah. to show people how you put somebody? Of course, of course, putting exactly. on YouTube all that bullshit, you know? Yeah, that's exactly so, right. You know, the guy's just like like I said, it's a TV show. Yeah, of course. If you know, even when I was in a club, I mean, I was anybody that had red or white or skull and wings close to us, I used to. You don't fight and take their stuff, but yeah. Uh, if it has nothing to do with their club and it's not like theirs, yeah. it, it'll leave the guy alone. What's the protocol if a guy's going through the area that you're in? Is he supposed to like let you guys know, or just to avoid the area? Uh, it depends. I mean, uh, a lot of people had respect for for the club I was in, and of course they would call up and say they were in the area and things like that. You know, so. and, and then as if they do that, that's considered like okay. Let them oh yeah, know. of course it's respect. It's that's you know it's a lot of a lot of things like today. That everybody's missing is that respect There's today. No, that's right. What there a, is no respect that, anymore today. That's and it. that's why we have a society that we're in, man. There's no code anymore. No. One, of, one, of my, one of my brown belts told me the other day, uh, and he told me, he was just like, you know, about these, we're talking about some younger kids. He's like, you know what? There's just no code anymore about respect. You know, We're talking about martial arts stuff, but it holds over in life. It carries over into life. You know? Well, that's what... You know, a lot of guys, I, I, I had my own school too at one time, and uh, yeah. we used to instill in the kids, you know, the, especially those. There's a lot of, a lot of words that people forget. Respect. Yes. Honor. Loyalty. Yes. Integrity. It's Nobody important. has that anymore When, when do you think people started losing it, and what do you think caused uh, them to I don't know, man. It's a, you know, I know when I went to school, my teachers used to kick your ass. Not kick, kick your ass, but we had one guy in social studies used to grab your sideburns. Today, the kids are beating the, 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 uh, yeah. the, the yeah. teachers up. Yeah. There's no respect out there. There's a balance, too, because the, you know, the teachers and the parents hitting us kind of fucked us up a little bit, too. Like, yeah. I'm a little fucked up. <laughs> having soap put in my mouth. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, yeah, Today, yeah. today the, kids, the kids call the cops and their parents touch me, I'll call the cop. Yeah. I mean, what kind of respect is that? I yeah. mean, you know, kids should get their asses kicked today. Yeah, but, there's a uh, lot That's of... the problem. That's, not, that's what's... Uh, uh, they're losing. Well, you started I mean, fighting at a young age. Too. I read a lot oh, about you I, yesterday. I, I started. My father was a professional boxer in the 30s and 40s. And when I was five years old, I used to. I was living in the Bronx, and believe it or not, at a young age, there was a guy named Butch who used to kick my ass every time he saw me outside. Yeah. yeah, he was the same age, five, six. I said, how could a guy have that kind of violence at a young age? Yeah. And finally, you know, went, went crying up to my father one time, and uh, that's one thing he taught me was instill men don't ever come crying to me. That's and, great. Uh, then uh, I remember him getting on his knees and teaching me how to box. Yeah, you, you know, go. At a young age. And then when I was 12 years old, I had my first ring fight at the Southside Boys Club in uh, New Rochelle. How'd really? you do? So I've been in, 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 the go in, in the fights, you know, fight game for a long time. How'd you do your first fight? Uh, believe it or not, I lost. I, yeah. I, I had the guy hit me. I, I actually he was 12 years old. He was 17. So he was a little older, big muscular and everything. That's a big difference a big as difference. far as, Yeah, I mean, know. he was a man already, and I was just a, a guy going in there. And uh, yeah, he, he got me. And I, back in the day, used to touch my nose. used to bleed. So, of course, my nose was pouring blood, and <laughs> I lost that one. Was your dad, a, was he a kind of a mellow guy, or was he, you know, was he, was he a violent guy, or was he like a, a kind of a calm uh, guy? No, he was respectful, of course, but of course, uh, anybody got in his face. I mean, I used to, when, when I remember, if you, you read my book, uh, there was a fight, you know, people, there's a fight down the street. I used to go down, it was my father. <laughs> and we used to go fight, fight, see him fighting. 
Who would he fight? Just neighborhood uh, guys? Yeah, it was. You know, my father was a superintendent of a building, and it was you know people that very sometimes disrespect you and everything else. And uh, but there was a gu- a guard that was uh, um, guarding the property there, and he got into a fight with somebody down there, and the guy was a lot bigger than him. So my father you know stepped into it, and the guy told my father mind his business and all that stuff, and then one thing led to another, and. I remember I ran down the street and watched my father fight. <laughs> you did, did you like that? Was, did it make you feel good? Or were you yeah, like, you know what? Because it was, it was funny because even at a young age, uh, the kids, the respect that he got uh, came, you know, uh, uh, flowed over to me. Yeah. And, and they started respecting me because my father was a crazy guy. Yeah. But, you know, I never took anything and he used to have street fights and everything else. But He retired young, I, too. I, 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 my father, my yeah. guys start fighting today. My father retired when he was 20 years old. 28. 28. He started, you said he started when he was 28? Retired. He retired. He retired when he, he was retired when he was 28 years old. When did he start? He, he became a pro at 16. Oh, wow. But you got to realize back then, they used to fight two, three times a week. You know? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he had so many tall. fights. Uh, you know, wow. they had all these, they had club fights. They had, uh, they had these smokers that they called yeah. them. And that's a, a lot of his record was... Uh, uh, like on box box rec, they have, you know, they destroyed his record. But I have original uh, clippings of him from the thirties and forties. Did he? So he fought at the same time like Lamada and those guys were. Fighting. Oh yeah, yeah. Was he in the same uh, weight class or no? Uh, no, Lamada was a middleweight. My father was a oh, right. welterweight, you know, one forty-seven. Oh, okay. He started as a lightweight, one thirty-five, and then went up to welterweight. But he had the same managers. Rocky Graziano was uh, uh, Irving Cohen. Oh okay. I even have a clipping that. Um, when Irving, I mean, uh, Graziano came and wanted to fight yeah. along with Terry Young and Billy Graham, who was also a great fighter, that they fought my father in Stillman's gym. Oh, shit. And uh, it, it, it says that uh, LaBaba administrated, you know, uh, terrible lickings to Graziano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he first started. And, uh, you know, I have all these clippings, and that's what I believe. That's awesome. In. You know, not the box rec thing today, because they... yeah. You know, they only have like 50 fights maybe on there. And he's had over 230 fights. Well, there was a scene in Raging Bull even where the, the announcer's talking and he goes uh, about Lamada and Sugar Ray. And he goes, and nobody else will fight them. So they fight each other uh, exactly. three weeks apart. <laughs> exactly. Three, three weeks, weeks apart. apart. Yeah. They, My father used to fight because you couldn't fight twice in the same state. So he would go to Connecticut yeah. and fight, take a train, come to New York and fight the same night for $10. Uh, that's, that's, that's insane that's Imagine that Here's $10 way. Don't spend it all In one place So what was, the, <laughs> what was the difference Back then Did they just not know That it was gonna Fuck you up Or, or were, uh, were the fights Different Or they weren't As strong as they are now I mean how did they do that uh, You know what I think the, the fighters Back then Were a lot strong A lot, lot, lot better fighters and, uh, and they were hungry Back then You gotta realize Everybody yeah. fought right. Whether you were Italian or, or Jewish Or Irish or, or you know Everybody yeah. fought Back in those days that's why there were so many fighters. That's why you don't have the caliber of the guys today. Yeah. That's why boxing is like done. Yeah. You know? uh, I think promotion hurt the boxing too, though. The fact that they made people wait for these gigantic fights. Exactly. That exactly. also hurt. The promoters got greedy. And, and, you, and, and, and the gates. Come on. Yeah. And you became a fan from day one of the, uh, the Ultimate uh, Fighting Championship, I, I was right? happened to UFC? be, I was in Denver, Colorado, and okay. It was, it was oh. November twelfth, nineteen ninety three. That's right. I had a tournament, a karate tournament. Bill Superfoot Wallace was my instructor, ah. and Bill Superfoot Wallace uh, commentated the first yes, UFC course. along yes. with Kathy Long, yes, who and, was and Jim the, Brown. Wait, no, not Jim Brown. And Jim Brown. Oh, Jim Brown was Jim Brown the first was there. One, yeah. I, oh, he was had a lot of them. Yeah. But uh, uh, Kathy Long was the 
you know, karate champion back then. She was like yeah. the Ronda Rousey of the day. And Bill oh, no. Wallace yeah. was 23-time, you know, middleweight champion of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kathy Long, she was in some B-movies. I remember her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kathy Long. Okay, and the ones yeah. who succeeded them after that was, of course, after Bill Wallace, uh, Donna Dragon Wilson came. Of course. And then yes. Cynthia Rothrock. Yes. No, so I those were those were yeah. the Ronda Rousey of the days. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and you competed then. back then. Uh, yeah, back then I, I, I competed. I've yeah. been in martial arts, of course, yeah. seeing Bruce Lee and the Green Hornet. I wanted to be that's great. You know, martial artist. Yeah, I was a great. boxer my whole life. But after seeing Bruce Lee and the Green yeah. Hornet and seeing that, I said, I want to do that. Yeah. And what'd so, you get into? So I, I went to Aaron Banks Karate Studio here in New York City. Oh, okay. And I took a White Crane and Tiger Claw Kung Fu ah. by a guy named Master Chin. Yeah. And then from there, I went to Tommy May's Karate Academy in, in New Rochelle. Okay. And took uh, Ishiro Karate. And, and now. And then I went to, uh, after that, went to uh, Sensei uh, 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 Chris Colombo's. And took yeah. Kamiti Ruji Jitsu and being our next Jitsu. Nice, nice. And now, of course, I train with your old, with, you know. Master Henzo? Henzo. Yeah. <laughs> Professor Henzo, I call him. Yes. Professor Henzo Gracie. Oh, so. everybody loves Henzo. Oh, he's awesome. Oh, he's been he's in awesome. here. But other, let me, this technique, technique. Yes, you know? yes. Because when I first went there, I'm trying to push the guy off of me. Course. And he's on my weight yeah. and boom, right? Armbar. Yeah. Wow. Because you Keep use what you have, and yeah, you're course, a powerful guy. Look at the look at you Chuck. Know, when, at, at when Chuck's a dangerous guy. When, look at him. When, when, when a guy, change. when the guy was, you know, across, you know, in my garden across me. Yeah, across side. Uh, I'm across. trying to lift him. Him. I'm trying yeah. to lift him like a bench. Yeah, you know, of like a, of course, like a of bench course. press. <laughs> and as soon as I got my arm up, boom, right into an arm yeah. ball. I saw, oh, I love you. So hands used to come. Brother, technique, technique. Yes. Not strength, technique. Yes. So were there smaller guys putting you in arm bars? Forget it. Yo, yeah, guys like you. Yeah, your no, size, yeah, boom. Yeah, Jimmy, jujitsu is an amazing. Let me tell you thing. something, man. I, you know? I, when I started going there my first time, and started doing the grappling. Yes, of course. Because I was boxing. I was, I was doing the little wrestling here yeah. and there. But when I started doing the grappling, my body's been in places never been before. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, and then yeah. just it's arm bars, feel, and though, right? locks, and yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I love grand, it. That's not a good feeling when you you're getting locked out, but yeah. Yeah, you know I've been on the mat for twenty years, I love and it, I, I come in here after rolling sometimes, and Jimmy sees I'm glowing. I just love it. I, yeah. I talk about it. I've been on the mat for so long, you know, but yeah. I just I need it. It's my therapy. I need it. You I know? Bruce Lee it. got me into it. Like yeah. you know, Bruce Lee was the the guy, man. Yeah. Did you got, meet him or my, from watching him? I wish I met him. No. Yeah. He died in '73, actually. Yeah. So uh, no, I never met him. I saw pictures of you. Chuck has got some amazing yeah. photos on his site. I see. Oh, Chuck yeah, Norris, yeah. like you oh, met Chuck, some great oh, fucking yeah, I've people. Been with man. Everybody, actually, myself and Chuck Norris was at one of the UFCs because, like I said, I went to the first one, right. Denver, Colorado, where I was there, yeah. and Bill, of course, was was the uh, announcer along with. Kathy Long, yes, a guy. the the uh, The Bruce Buffer of the day was a guy named Jeff Goins. Yeah, I know that guy. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's, he had a little. Back in the day, back in the day, the Calico Cell of the day was a guy named Bruce Beck, who still. Oh yeah, Bruce yeah. Beck still announces. He's, yeah, uh, yeah, he's also. Big things yeah, today, yeah, yeah, no, I've seen him before. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, so sure. uh, uh, like I said, and then they had uh, Herb Perez. Who was yes. a Taekwondo champion? Taekwondo champion. He won the gold medal. Yeah. And then Jeff uh, Blatnick. 
was Jeff Blatt. I rolled yeah, with him before. A Greco-Roman yeah. wrestler. Yeah, he passed uh, away a few yeah. years ago. Jeff Blotnick. big. Jeff Black, he was yeah. a big Olympian wrestler. <laughs> exactly. I believe. A, exactly. Either, I think he was a gold medalist. Yeah, gold medalist. Yeah, big. He won, yeah. Big, huge Greco-Roman wrestling. Like, he won a gold medal. Yeah. Back yeah. in the day, so they would the announces and everything back in yeah. the day. No, so. yeah, I remember. Did yeah, you I mean, never fight any of those? The, uh, the, the no those old like, I, uh, ultimate I, fighting things. No, I never did. I always wanted to. I always said, yeah, but you know, I'm a little older than you guys. Yeah. Back in the day, even. When I was fifty, yeah. Then you know when they bought it, of course, uh, uh, the Fatitas and uh, Dana. Well, see, you're a little too looks, old. He and... just looks like he's thirty. Man. That's the, <laughs> look at him. And he, you look the I same can. since I I met you, man. Yeah, I feel you know? good. I feel good. And time does fly, Jimmy. Because oh my god. Because I mean, I met Chuck, and I must have met Chuck around. I'm going to say either I was I just got off the Ultimate Fighter, or I just got the belt. He was actually with there I when I got there. the belt. I was in there Texas. when you beat George, man. You're, That's you're, right. you're a legend yourself, buddy. Oh yeah, and, he's, you're, you know, you're too kind. You're great for, you know, uh, I'm not kind. You did it, man. You, you won a title. <laughs> I think you were my you good know, luck charm. You were the underdog there, and you knocked him out, man. Yeah, he you was know, in Texas. There, That's yeah. a fan. He's traveling all over the Michael world. All over the place. Yeah. Actually, the first uh, uh, UFC one and two yeah. was in Denver, Colorado. They used yeah. to have him in the Northwest all the time. They had him in Oklahoma. They had him in oh, Wyoming. Yeah. And they oh, had him, yeah. you know, things like that. So, and what was course, the reason for that? Uh, or was it just that, that was the know, that was yes. it? Yeah, you got to realize back in the day, there were. And that's how they called it. The Ultimate Fighting Championship, there are no rules. Yeah. That's was, how they... You know, I mean, you had guys and, straight up punching guys in the cup. Oh, my God. Keith Hackney the, versus... Uh, Keith Hackney. The, the little Joe Japanese... Joe Son. Who, who got arrested. Yes. Jesus. And did you hear when he went to jail, he killed his, he killed his cellmate. I heard he did that. Yeah, and this guy yeah. was... He was in Austin Powers, this what, what, guy. Why, why this, did he kill his cellmate? Was there a fighter? Did you just not uh, like him? Or was there, I, don't know. I don't know, man. It's a little short Japanese here's guy. guy. Here's a guy. He was a little fire Korean, plug. Whatever, I'm not sure what he, he was. He was a fire. I remember that, fu- that yeah, fight. They called it the giant killer. was Keith Hackney. He yeah. was 180 pounds because Emmanuel, he fought Emmanuel Brabaro. Yeah. was 620 you, pounds. UFC number three. Yes. And it was a sumo wrestler yes. in there. And this dude was the size of the wall, dude. He's huge. And Keith Hackney, who's a nice guy. I met Keith before. Yes. Who's an, oh, a, a Kempo, karate Kempo. guy. So yep, he's Parker circling yep. around and he hit him with a ri- over. It looked like an over, but it was a it rich was, hand. It was a rich yes. hand to the throat. Not and to the throat. Him, I'm like, side, he, side of the neck. Yes. Side of the neck. He went down and, and then he was he like a turtle. On him and he couldn't beach. get up. Yeah. Yo, bro. So he jumped on top of him, started hammer fisting yeah. him. Yeah. Because he, he, couldn't, he, couldn't, he, yeah. Couldn't, he couldn't straddle the guy. Right. He was just holding him down, hammer yeah. fisting him about 20 times, wound up breaking his hand. Yeah. And he couldn't come out for the next fight. Yeah, he couldn't. Okay. Tough guy, Keith And a tough if you guy. remember, back in the day, they had alternate fighters. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Especially UFC 3, because yeah. uh, uh, um, Hoyce Gracie won the first one and the second one. He fought chemo in UFC 3. Yep. He got so badly damaged that he couldn't come out. He got so... It was more exhaustion and, and, and from that it fight. Was all, he was yeah, exhausted. He was exhausted. And he was such an... Chemo was such an explosive guy. If this you is remember, back in UFC number if three. If you remember... Yeah, you you were allowed to pull hair, of hit course. the balls, fish hook. Yes, he had everything. Him, he, had he had his hair exactly. um, wrapped up in. A, he had, he had his ponytail yeah. wrapped up, and he was hitting him in the face on, from on. You remember bottom. the ponytail came right out of his skull. Yeah, I think that's what they said. I'm not sure if that was is that or the mouthpiece. That's no, no, it that. was the hairpiece. They showed it on the floor, man. It was, was it crazy. There? We have to. But they had that. a guy. The alternate was yeah. uh, um, UFC three was Steve Jenham. And he Steve won by Armlock versus Harold Howard. And, yes. and he won the <laughs> whole thing. He Jimmy, not only came out, he was the alternate. He came and won the title because yeah. Hoyce could not continue. 
and he beat Harold Howard with the worst arm lock in history, mm-hmm. where he literally just stood up. Guys didn't know jujitsu too good back yeah. then. He literally, guy's arms was up. He literally like stood up and he sat down with the arm. It was the worst arm lock, but it worked. You guys remember like those old fights? Oh, this is the way the, I remember oh porn God. stars from the eighties. Amazing. <laughs> like I said, that was UFC three. I, that was UFC. Hoist Gracie did, won. That's one and two. Great memory. UFC three. Just so Jimmy knows, there was you know Jimmy, there was they used to fight three times in one night. Yeah, no, That's, I do remember. Okay. Though, I remember those four old times. Fights. What are you talking about? It was oh, it started yes, the first, the first, right. the could, first UFC yeah. was eight, eight men. Yes, the second was sixteen. Yes, so they would fight each other, and you'd have to fight four times in one night. Yeah. That's why a lot of these guys couldn't continue. They were so badly beat up. I remember I was so excited, uh, Chuck, when I found out. Because I used to do Wing Chun Kung Fu, right? Uh-huh. So I was so excited when this big guy, Dave, uh, David, oh, I forgot his name. <laughs> but he was a big, giant guy. And um, he did Wing Chun Kung Fu. And it just never, tra- it, 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 I mean, it never transitioned. It, it never, it just couldn't hold right. water in the octagon. Because it, it's, it's, what, what happens exactly. with Wing Chun uh, Jimmy, it's a kung fu style, but it's all about trapping. Oh, it was actually trapping, Bruce Lee's trap, trapping, Bruce yeah. Lee's first art. It's a very, <laughs> it's about trapping. There's there's punching range, and then closer than that is right. trapping range. Yeah. So uh, you know, bong sales, chain punches, and basically guys do that. You're so close, the guy could just grab you, right? Fucking throw you down. Yeah, so yeah. it didn't really. I was like, oh, let's see how this but works. If you remember? Back, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Ch- ch- no, that was just, your dad took. Yes, that is what he took. Chung, yeah, Wing Chun. Because my impressive. friend of mine yeah. is Alan Goldberg. He's a Wing Chun. Yeah, practitioner. And I always tell, I always tell Jimmy when I, well, I've told him before, where if, wherever you ever watch two masters of Wing Chun fight, there's been times where you see it on the internet. They start off with a, oh man, this is gonna be wild, like out of a movie, and next thing you know, they yeah. get into the worst grappling match you ever seen, yeah. and they're trying to do this shit on the floor and. Oh, a white belt would just strangle the both of them. So it's amazing. <laughs> See, back then, back then, Jimmy, we're looking at it and we're like, me and Chuck back then, we're like, let's see. It's almost like we didn't know what would work in the octagon because exactly. up until then, exactly. we talked about this before. Uh, well, we talked about this when John Danner was in studio. When we grew up, everything we knew about fighting was through the movies and yep. like, oh, that, oh, Bruce Lee with this or Chuck Norris with that. And yep. oh man, the karate guy says, if he steps here, I kick him in the nuts, fight's over. Maybe, maybe not. The jujitsu guys will say, "All right, you're saying that. I'm telling you now. I will take you down and choke you unconscious." Yeah. And they had that, they had that um, confidence because it, it wasn't about forms and it wasn't about just katas and stuff. It was about just practical techniques where they it just when they get that fight to the floor, they had it where they just, they knew everywhere a guy was gonna. They knew before mm-hmm. what happens with the Brazilians when they came over here and they started with the UFC. And why Hoist Gracie was so confident in fighting four times in one night. Of course. Nobody knew anything on the floor. Right. I mean, it was exactly. just anything. Exactly. It was like fighting. Like if if I right now, you get four tough guys that didn't do a lick of jujitsu and they come in here. I could come off the couch and just strangle the fuck out of them. Of course. And that's not even bragging. They just don't know but anything. Back in the day, it's not fair. No, it was new. <laughs> Nobody knew that. Yes. And then that's why they had, if you remember, they had a, uh, what? The Huda girls in bikinis yes. walking around and said with signs jujitsu versus yes, boxing, exactly uh, uh, yes, grappling yes. versus uh, you know jujitsu and this and a that. Different it, time. It was, oh, it was a whole different know. time, and there was no rules. Yeah, there was no rounds. Yeah, it went till somebody either got knocked out or it, submitted it, or, or your your corner threw in the towel. What's crazy about that is UFC number four mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. finally we see oh man this 
Another grappler, Dan Severn, who Dan I'm sure Severn. you've heard about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was in that there was the suplexing. He, he oh. went in, the first time I seen him, he's fighting this Muay Thai guy, Anthony Maseus. 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 He knows all this. I love yeah. it, Chuck. Maseus, he was fighting. Yeah. He suplexed and that, him. He suplexed him twice. like a rag doll. When I mean suplex, do you know what that is, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah. He got behind him, and literally, and there was no weight class, so he's a bigger dude. Oh, yeah. And he just... Suplexed him not like three times. Almost broke his neck. It was the most. Ex- it was so awesome. He beat the shit out of him. Yeah. And then he went versus Joe Charles, who was a judo uh, black uh-huh. belt. Mm-hmm. So you're like, all right, he's a big judo guy versus a, a, a Greco-Roman wrestler. Um, well, he was Greco-Roman, wasn't he? Uh, yes. Dan Severin. Dan, Dan Severin. Was just so big and so strong. Tackled man. him into the cage. Oh my god. Threw. I mean, it was. So you're like this guy now. Hoist is winning yep. on the other side. Yep. Taking out guys. He had to fight and Keith Hackney, who we talked about prior. Exactly. Who's using his Gi, the first guy to use his yeah. gi like a hockey jersey and keep him away. Yes. And then Hoy said, fuck this. Pulled him to yep, guard exactly. and got him in an arm lock. Exactly. So now so you remember too, man. Oh, That's right. We could talk about this all day long. <laughs> he had so he had to fight now. So now you yeah. have the little jujitsu guy. Now he's gotta fight this fucking behemoth, yeah. Dan Severin, who's suplexing who, motherfuckers. Who had him the whole time on the ground yes. was on top of him. Whole time. And after a lot it was of almost like uh, over 15 minutes. Uh, it was, it was, it was almost like a 20 almost, minute mark. Almost 18 minutes. Yes, almost a 20 and minute finally, mark. finally, he got him in a triangle yeah, choke with his choking. leg. So people yeah. are like, this is it. This is the guy to end Horace yeah. Gracie, you know? And so then a lot of people's pay-per-view shut out mm-hmm. when he was still on top of him. Yeah. I remember that. Mine didn't, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so... Next thing you know, the guy's tapping out. People are like, what did he get him in? It was like magic back then. You're like, I know this little guy's going to win, but I just don't know. I don't see how. See, yeah. nowadays, everybody's yeah. seeing, oh, look at him set up the triangle, let him, because yeah. everybody's, you know, they, the kids grew because up on it. Because everybody got they better and better. It. Well, look, when, when he fought Matt Hughes, Hoist, what happened? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. He got his back and just started beating the... That's you know, okay, though. That's okay. <laughs> I, I, I punched well, Matt Hughes in the face for that, and I threw him on his head. <laughs> I just watched it. I threw him on his fucking fight. head. <laughs> I don't remember who he, who he beat. Uh, it was like UFC 10 or UFC 12. Uh, I watched it. it was, but there was, no, there was no time limit on it. Oh, what's that? No. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, no, it was insane. No, no, no. Uh, Don Fry, Don Fry. Oh, Don, oh, Don, oh, Don Fry. Fry. You got to realize, these guys, Don Fry... Back in the day, yeah. uh, Dan Severin, Ken Shamrock, yes, Chemo, Tank Abbott. Oh yeah, remember when Tank Abbott fought the Oleg Tatarov? Oh, yep. forget about it. <laughs> he, he, he was he, and was tall. You he was uh, uh, pulling hair. He was fish hooking yeah. Oleg. Oleg was tough. Ah, uh, he was tough. He was tough. And Hens, finally, if you Hens remember laid, that, laid him out. If but Oleg you remember was tough. that, okay. <laughs> I gotta throw. I him think up. it was where was that? I don't <laughs> throw know if it was Wyoming. Sensor. But they were fighting for yeah. maybe 12, 15 minutes. Yes. They were both dead tired. Oh, they fought a okay. long time. Long that was, time. Yeah. And uh, 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 Tank was on top of him, just couldn't even hit him no more. Yeah. And finally, he, they rolled over. Oleg choked Oleg him. Oleg choked him out yeah. in a rear naked choke. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. One fell on the floor. Yeah. Couldn't move. Where'd they fight? Tank Abbott. Tank Abbott got up, walked out, was laughing, everything. They had to give him oxygen. Oleg. Oleg, yeah. He won the title that night. They had to hold him up, put the belt around him. That's how big. Oleg was wild. Because back then, he was a Sambo guy. He did rolling leg locks. Oh, man. Oleg was a fun guy to watch, man. Hen- you know the guy who did the leg locks. I was very Oleg nervous. Was... I just started training with Henzo when Henzo yeah. had to fight Oleg the Torf back in the day. Yes, and I remember being he, extremely he, he nervous because I'm like, he, this guy. Yes. Oh yes. no, he, no, he kicked him in the face. Oh no, I'm sorry. He did that to uh, Pat, Pat Militich. He did that yeah. to several guys yeah. actually. But uh, upkick you know, wasn't an upkick. It was an upkick with Oleg. Like, yeah. And Oleg. I remember just being <clears> nervous <throat> before that fight because I'm like, yo, this guy's used to fighting a lot of bigger guys and. 
And yeah. I remember asking Henzo, and I was a, I was a kid. I was yeah, a young yeah, of kid. Of course, of course. And Henzo, I looked up to Henzo, and I go, Henzo, I go, well, so what's like, you know, what's the guy? I was green, you know? I'm like, yeah, what's the game plan? You know, I'm like, what? You know, he goes, man. And Henzo's always funny, you know? He goes, we're going to go forward, and we're going to see what happens. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah, Henzo. And he's sure, he did. Henzo's great. What's man. up, Chris, the producer? I was just saying, we're going to call uh, Jess Benavides. Oh, we forgot you were even here, Baba. <laughs> oh, Chris, once in a while, we, no, I see, we, we, get in, we start getting talking about fights because I've been in a long time. Oh, no. I, I I, I'm all, very all impressed with your, if, you remembering all these old names. If you remember, they used to say, because it was it was very violent. Don't, yes. you know, if you watch <laughs> what is it, parental discretionary, discretion, yeah, they never it used was, to, oh, it was crazy. Well, listen, I, I mean, Hoy's, I mean, I believe Hori and Gracie wanted it. Hori he didn't care. He didn't care if it if it ended because he got the show jujitsu before. I, I bet your money that guy probably would love for the thing to go under right away because jujitsu came in, destroyed everybody, yeah. and we're out. Yeah. So I don't think he th- was thinking like longe- longevity. Lo- no, longevity. 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 You got it. You had it the first time. Jimmy, you got my back. Don't doubt I, yourself. I should, I, what do I doubt? My, I don't do it in the cage. Why do I doubt myself you sometimes? Had it, you had it. With the big words. Longevity. Yeah. Thank well, you. Well, actually, the first one, <laughs> they didn't realize that it was me. I remember when I was, it was like maybe 500 people in the audience man oh yeah, yeah so yeah. and and i went because of bill but it got bigger and bigger yeah and it was only a one-off they didn't realize they were going to do so many of them and then of course a, when you know the fajitas bought it and oh, then, oh they did yeah. the right thing yeah. i remember back then that's well that's when, I, when they made rounds and they made the, rules and they made i remember doing the circuit to like the media places with uh, dana back mm-hmm. when he had hair and yeah. everything yeah, yeah that was when he had hair my first exactly. fight was ufc 31 and that was yeah. the second time that you have that, that, that the Fatidas put on a show. It's their very first, the beginning, and they had a big thing going. Listen, we're we're running towards the, um, you know, to, to get it regulated. We're not running away from it. And yeah, of course. And they changed. They they definitely. It's really thanks oh, to them. Did, that uh, here. Hey, yeah. They they did me a big favor too because they used to give me ten first. Row, oh, you'd always see ten you first row seats, <laughs> credentials, everything. Yeah. I was like one of the only celebrities yeah. going there, like nah, one of the listen. first ones. They used, they used to ask me my, you know, what my prediction is. They had oh, me no, on yeah, TV yeah. all the time with my yeah, name. Yes. And then when other people started going there and it brought uh, Pamela there and yeah. other people saw that, then, of course, all the Paris Hiltons came and, and Michael Clark Duncans and the Cave and James yeah. and everybody saw them. And then they were getting less and less. Then they gave me 10 first row, then five first row, five oh. fifth row, then five first row. <laughs> then I went down to four first row. Then I went down to hey, two. I'm still seeing you there, though. I'm I sat next to you once. There. We were in the third row. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Hey, listen, all I know is I see you every time there's a big fight. I'm like, oh, there he is. I yeah, see yeah, Chuck. Yeah. I see That's his, why if you look. I see his uh, traps. Uh, uh, I go, there's Chuck's yeah. traps. There if you he look is. at uh, <laughs> UFC 52 when uh, uh, yeah. uh, Chuck Liddell fought um, you know, Randy and took the oh, title yeah. back. Who took the title from him. And oh, that was yeah. at UFC 52, and you can see me. Yeah. Asked, oh, oh no, you see you in a bunch of And they always... Uh, well, they asked me at the time. Yeah. So you watch all of them. Even if you're not there, you watch Oh, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch them And all. you saw I this weekend, them. you saw uh, Rob. We had them both. We talked to both of them last week. Robert Whitaker versus Derek yeah, Brunson. Yeah, that was a great fight. That was great, wasn't it? And we, we were in a club watching yeah. it. And I told my friend, this isn't going past one round. Wow. Man. Yeah. And you know, people are giving, um, they're giving Derek shit about coming in like that the way he was. But if you watch some of his other fights... That's how he comes in, he and guys and guys punch, stand yeah. their ground when he comes in with those one or two to three to four punches. They'll back up a little, then go to come back, and he's still coming forward and he smashes guys. Yeah. To Whitaker's um, credit, he backed up with it, backed up. He timed that beautiful yep. left hook, and that then and then just stayed on him. I he, mean, wow. He was like, uh, what just happened? I don't know. Something just is his mic off? 
God, you could just okay, what right. happened was the plug came out of the mic. My apologies. That was probably my fault. It just yeah. fell out. Let's, let's blame uh, Chris the producer. No, but how did I not look at that? Like, what a fucking non-technical uh, man. Yeah, Chris, don't let that happen. Uh, I guess uh, don't uh, let that helpless. happen again. Uh, uh. I shouldn't have done it. I'm sorry. <laughs> we always blame Chris. So yeah, we got uh, uh, Joseph Benavidez. He's fighting uh, Henry Cejudo on uh, was it this Saturday? Yep. And uh, wait, that's wait. So what's going on Wednesday? Wednesday's the Ultimate Fighter. That's to see who gets to go to the ah, finale. Ah. Oh, so I, they're fighting December third. Right. Right. Okay. I knew that. I just wanted you to let the audience know, Chris, the producer. So wait, uh, we excuse don't, me, Chuck. We, we still I'm don't sorry. know who's fighting Demetrius Come Johnson. <laughs> Chuck's here. Chuck, I, Chuck, Chuck's, <laughs> Chuck's. No, you don't. But you'll Chuck, find you're gonna out get. Wednesday. You're gonna get disgusted with me, Chuck. Don't change the way you look at me, please. I'm coming in. He's here. Bye, my bye, you're my still bathroom. Me. I don't care. My what you bathroom do. humor. You know, when you want to Don't title. look at me differently, Chuck. You know. You know how much I, uh, I hold you in high respect. <laughs> Oh, and happy. it's mutual, buddy. I'm happy mutual. Chuck's here. I, I'm, I'm so happy Chuck's here. I'm glad here. to be here. Thank you, you know, for having me. Me and Jimmy, we saw Chuck at UFC uh, two, uh, 205. 205, yeah. At, at Madison Square Garden. And we're like, come on, man. You want to come on right away? He's like, I'd love to. And that's what we need. Because God knows Bob the Book is not doing his fucking job. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. Or am I? No, I'm not. No, you're not. So I'm is not. he not answering? No? Not yet. All right. All right. Good. We got Chuck here. We can, we got we have we have the UFC number three. We have a ton more to go. We can get to. What did oh, you yeah. What did you think? Yeah. I, I thought the brunch. I thought that oh. he just was. I thought he looked. He was flailing at him. Even though it does work, it was like he just kept lunging was, forward. Falling. It reminded me of Verdum when he was chasing Stepe Miocic around the ring, and he just he was just going too much, and uh, he just got caught. It was. Yeah. What are you doing? I mean, to fight like that, and if would another guy that's coming the same way, like a bull, you could have some fast results and. And you're taking your chances, but with a guy who's very elusive and, and evasive. Is that the right word? Evasive? Yeah. I'm, I'm, see this? 100%. Yeah, I got to yeah. stop second guessing. But seriously, he's very. That, that's Rob Whitaker is all over the place. You know, he's quick for that weight because he's coming it. up from 170. A guy so could knock you out with one punch. Yes, you got to watch it. Very quick. And uh, I still think, even cardio wise, that's a dangerous way to fight for five rounds. Because even if that did not land that left hook, you're, you're basically sprinting in there and and uh I, I would like to see how that would go if it went a little longer if he's going to continue to kind of lunge in with those four to five to six punches right you know because he was chasing him across the cage you know and yeah and but it wasn't working it yeah. was just like you, but go he's back backing and, up and he's you, not what are you doing i gotta see that hall fight again didn't he run after him similar and just bop 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 and then caught him and yeah so, so it's like he it, it is his style and he does get guys with it but he did go to that and then go to a couple times against the cage to go take him down. And again, to Whitaker's credit, took away those takedowns. And one time they hit the floor, he got right back up. The reason Here's the reason he lost, because I picked him. Everyone <laughs> I pick, I fucking stink <laughs> at picking fights. No one picks <laughs> fights worse than I it's do. Funny. I'm terrible. <laughs> and I always say that. People think I'm wrong. Do we have him on the phone? No, no, yeah, we're uh, checking on. Okay, yeah. all right. We tried to get him on. He's promoting, uh, I guess, the fight coming up December yes. the third, and uh, the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, w- when is the season finale? Is it uh, Wednesday? It is this Wednesday. Yeah. This Wednesday. So it's uh, uh, Hiramosa uh, OG. Uh, you know what? I actually don't even really know how to pronounce his last name. It's just it's Hero. Everybody calls they call him Hero. Hero. Uh, all right, uh, or Tim <laughs> Elliott. That's easy. <laughs> there you go. That's easy. Tim Elliott. I can fucking. Yeah, I got Tim Elliott versus Hero. And Tim Elliott. He's got a very uh, wacky style. It's a cool style. It reminds me a little bit of Dominic Cruz, where he's got his hands down and up, and he's coming in at different angles. He's a fun guy to watch, Tim yeah. Elliott. And that Hero guy is real slick on the floor. Yes. Yes, sir. I mean that. That's. I'm going to be looking forward to that. Yeah, one of them you fights know? Demetrius Johnson, and this is the co-main is Benito. Uh, 
uh, Benavidez against uh, Cejudo. So, and that, what is that? That's the Fox Sports One, right? Yeah. Fox Sports One, ten o'clock Eastern time, December third. December third. It's also Ozzy Osbourne's birthday. Oh, Everybody gives a shit. That's how I remember. <laughs> he loves him. <laughs> I remember Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, look yeah. at this. Sarah McMahon's also fighting on that card versus uh, Alexis Davis. Yeah, it's a very good card. And, and, oh, oh shit, man. Yeah, Jake Ellenberger is fighting Jorge uh, Masvidal, which is a great fight. That's a great fight right there. That's a great fight. Yeah. I, see, I, I just read it now. I didn't know they were fighting. That gets me excited. Sometimes I see a fight on there. I go, fuck. How come I didn't hear about that? You're very excited. Oh, shit. Ryan Hall's fighting versus yeah. Gray Maynard. You know those guys? <laughs> yeah. Ryan Hall's. Listen, sure. I like guys that can make their. Like, like Ryan Hall is a, a very good jujitsu black belt. And he goes for some funky stuff, some leg lock stuff. You know, you remember the uh, Conor McGregor's buddy, er, er, Adam? Er, what's his name? Artem Lobo. Artem. He just won the other night and he looked good. He was tough. He's right. got some, you know, he's, he's 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 one of his closest buddies. He was on the Ultimate Fighter. He got the wow. finale. He fought um, Ryan Hall in the finale of the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, and uh, let me tell you, Ryan Hall, I mean, I don't even know how many punches he thrown. He controlled him and tied him up. Some guys don't like that, Chuck, because they like just the Forrest Griffin versus Stefan Bonner type fights. Sure, sure. There's nothing wrong with those. Those are exciting. I really enjoy a lot of these fights that take place on the floor. And I, when a guy like Ryan Hall, if you look at him, you'd think, if you see him with a backpack on, you'd think you could just smack him and give him a wedgie. That guy's a dangerous motherfucker. And it's a hundred, I mean, he's, he's got some strikes and stuff, and but he's doing it with really 85% jujitsu. You know what I mean? He gets in, he, even if he dives underneath, the guy's right on top. He's on the legs. He's attacking the legs. He uses that in the next thing you know, he's on the guy's back and he's mounted. And and uh, he basically just controlled um, give me his name one more time. Artem Lobov. Artem Lobov. Artem what? Lobov. L-O-B-O-V. Yeah, Conor McGregor's boy. Yeah. And he controlled the shit out of him with jujitsu, and it was uh, it was a beautiful thing to see. And now he's fighting Gray Maynard, who's obviously uh, a bruiser. Gray Maynard's been around for a, a long time. We all know Gray. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. And that one's that's on the prelims. That start at eight o'clock. I'm just trying to. I'm just getting my my Saturday planned here. <laughs> this yeah, is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I love it's all I Chuck. It's all I watch. I don't watch. Are you big on other sports? I don't know any other sports. That's isn't that great? I don't know. You're a fucking football, fighter. I don't know uh, Dude, basketball. We're so much alike. This I don't know it. baseball. I don't even know how many guys are on the team. That's Jimmy. Man. I just know I'm boxing. Just, I watch a little and, more. Not much. <laughs> not much. I watch a little more sports, yeah. but not. It's mostly just when UFC it, now. I don't. When it comes to sports, you're the most manliest yeah. guy here. But, but, but I don't. But yeah, I just sit there and cheer like a girl. I don't think like you yeah. guys train. No. I just sit there and clap for other men. I don't do anything. The, but that all I watch I is girls, the combat sports. Girls that talk about football. I know more than. Yeah. I would ever know. I mean, I don't even know. But you never about cared it. about that stuff. Nah, right? For nah. you, it was always me. It combat. was always boxing and you know combat sports. Of course, boxing. Yeah. And, you know the, the the point karate and uh, of course and the MMA. Did your dad see you fight? Like, how old was your dad? Was he, is he still alive? Or did he pass away? No, he passed away in '98. Uh, but he was oh, in, so in he my corner you. every okay. fight. Oh, all right. So oh, that's knew. awesome. Yeah. that's so great. He was man. in my corner every fight. What did he do after he retired? Uh, well, after he retired from uh um. Uh, boxing in the in the forties, yeah. he was a cab driver, and then yeah. he became a uh, superintendent of buildings, then managed buildings. And before he passed, did he get into watching some of the mixed martial arts? Or no, no, no? no. Uh, he was just too old school with uh, it. When when he quit, he never went back to the gym. Oh, nothing. okay. I had to drag him out of the house and go go to the gym. He never wanted me to fight. First uh, of all, oh, you didn't. But you got to realize, I became a husband and father at seventeen, so I couldn't oh. turn. I couldn't, you know, turn pro. Yeah. So you, 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 go. you got married seven. Why'd you get married 17? seventeen? Oh, why? Well, back then, I, I mean, well, back then it was just, yeah, I was in love with my, my, my oh, yeah. high school sweetheart there, yeah. and 
you know, and uh, yeah, you, I became a husband and father at 17. So I was a, uh, a, a roofer at 17 years old. I yeah. was, you know, a roofer. I was a roofer at 14 years old. Look at that. And look at the zigs and zags with life. Next thing you know, yeah. Oz, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many movies you do in well, the last year? You know what? I, I, I'm, I'm blessed. I did six movies in eight months. Look at that. That's amazing. So, and one's called Female Fight Club. Oh, about female fighters. Jimmy already of, of wants course, to pre-order that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I want you, Jimmy. <laughs> and, and the whole, whole movie is about the female fighters. I was a trainer of oh. them. So that was good. And I did, uh, my last movie was with Randy Couture called Treasure Hunter. Oh, yeah. The one before that was in Mexico with uh, Rampage Jackson Look called Cops and Robbers. Oh, and, really? Uh, so we did six movies in eight months. Yeah. And you bodyguarded before you got into any of this. Like you, th that oh, how you kind of bodyguard... get into Hollywood? Uh, uh, no, actually, you know what? How I got into Hollywood, the Hells Angels opened the doors for me in Hollywood. Oh. I became, when I became a Hells Angel, uh, a guy named Sandy Alexander was the uh, vice, right. I'm not vice, he was the president of New York City Hells Angels. He was a stuntman in the movie business. Uh, we did a movie called Dead Ringer with Sharon Meatloaf back in 1979. And he needed 18 guys to ride motorcycles. And Meatloaf was the main guy. So we rode around with tuxedos with yeah. Meatloaf on our back. Yeah. And I caught the stunt bug. And that's how I got into the movies. How did, and, and you said you that was you were already in the Hells Angels at that point? Uh, 1979 became a Hells Angel. In 1980, I started my, my own body bug, uh, bodyguard business. How hard is it to join if you want? Like, <clears throat> like you know, a lot of people would want to do that. Just what's for the that? The Hell's you Angels? Know yeah. You know what? It's uh, how you get into it. You have to have a Harley Davidson. You have to be twenty-one yeah. at the time, and uh, it's a hanging out process. You know, they get to know you. Yeah. You get to know them. Make sure that's what you want. Uh, you state your intentions. You become a hang, yeah. uh, hang around. It's called, and then uh, you become a prospect. They vote on you, and then everybody has to vote on you, and then you become a member. So Chuck. that's how I got it. I'll get to it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm kind of laughing because I think Chuck would be, Chuck would be disgusted when he finds out. Like I did, uh, I went to Sturgis. You know Sturgis? Uh -huh. Of course, yeah, of course you do. Everybody, the motorcycles guys know that. I can't. I, I don't know how to ride a motorcycle. Been, been I really there. don't. Quite I can fight in a cage, but I, I don't know how to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> and now that I got three kids, and I don't really want to learn. <laughs> I did a movie with Jim Carrey called Man on the Moon. <laughs> oh yeah, years yeah. ago. Yeah. And I had him in a sidecar. He was in a sidecar. Yeah. Oh. And we're going. He goes, oh, man, it's the first time I'm in a sidecar. I says, well, we have something in common. It's the first time I'm driving one. He goes, hey, be careful, man. Be careful. Uh, is it Andy Kaufman? <laughs> Andy Kaufman? Yeah, Andy oh, Kaufman. Yes, oh, exactly. I actually performed at an yes. event for that. It was with myself. It was a Zamuda dressed as uh, Tony Clifton yes. and Bob Odenkirk. Tony Clifton, yep. And uh, Richard, a guy named Rich Voss, and we did something at the House of Blues in L.A., yes. and they took a weird walk to Andy's mm. old house. Bob Zamuda really milked for many years. Is Andy alive? Is he not alive? I mean, yeah. Zamuda's not a dumb guy. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Exactly. So, yeah, that was an event in, like, 2000. They even ended the movie like that. You know, there's, there's a movie or something that's coming up that they say me and you were in it. I, I, I look on IMDb. Oh, what is Your that? picture's in it. My picture's in it. I'm saying... Yeah. Is, it a, is it a documentary, interviews or something? No, I don't know what it is. It's some kind of movie. And oh, they said, you're, you're in it. Did you sneak into Female Fight Club, Jimmy? Are you no, no, no. Who's the guy in the corner? I dressed up as a chair. <laughs> <laughs> they they uh, didn't film it yet. They didn't even start it yet. But they're no. saying that I'm, myself and Jim are in it. That's I don't fucking, even know. I think, yeah, trying, yeah, yeah. I think they're trying to get some tickets. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. People buy some so, shit that, <laughs> just to let out. you know. Oh. What do you got there, Jimmy? Well, Matt, you know, we were talking about underwear. We all wear underwear. Uh, well, some of us. I don't. You don't wear it? <laughs> ah, no, me neither. But you will if. <laughs> That's right. Hey, tell him, Jimmy. Well, it's time to try something better. Chuck, Matt knows <laughs> MeUndies. MeUndies. Has created the world's most comfortable underwear with a blend of fabric that is three times softer <laughs> than cotton. 
Cotton can fuck off. This stuff is really, really <laughs> soft. I wear them, and so it's easy to promote this product because I really genuinely like them. When you feel awesome from the inside out, you look awesome from the outside in. When you upgrade your undies game, everybody wins. Everybody. Life just feels better in MeUndies. Now, MeUndies is made from Modal, a fabric that's three times softer than cotton. They have tons of colors and patterns from classic to bold to adventurous. And the only brand that has matching pairs for men and women, it's MeUndies. Now, I don't know the name I wear. I wear that weird, like, SpongeBob one. Yeah. Right. Very, very comfy and uh, makes me feel kind of silly, but my yeah. fucking hog looks great. It, it does. <laughs> it really, it's a miracle. Like, very it few does. things make my hog look good at all. But that, yeah. the, the smoke and mirrors in MeUndies makes my dick look phenomenal. <laughs> I'm going to get sued for false advertising as soon as a girl sees me without them. Uh, if you don't love your first pair and you're going to, MeUndies is going to pay you back and you can keep it for free. There's no questions asked. I tried my first pair, it passed the test, and now I have a monthly subscription. You could also score additional savings by purchasing a pack. Now, for a limited time, MeUndies is offering you 20% off your first order at MeUndies.com slash UFC. That's how they know where you came from. You got to hit slash UFC so me and Matt don't get fired. Exactly. Now, if you don't love your first pair, A, you're a dope. B, they're free. You have no excuse to not try uh, my favorite underwear brand. Mm. Now, make sure you go to MeUndies.com slash UFC to get 20% off your first order and use the uh, link that they gave you uh, you know as we said so they know that we sent yes. you this is my link but I yes. won't say my link Matt it's our link it's our link <laughs> thank <laughs> you <laughs> me on these we love them yeah I can't wow. go with no one do I just can't because I drip too much yeah, after I pee yeah well, that's just another pip, another yeah. for, uh, uh, piece of clothing another piece of yeah. clothing to wash Amen. I don't wear it I'm with you dude <laughs> I, I, I haven't forever uh, that until that's until me on these what is that? What is that, Christopher? We're going to get Joe on the phone now. He was training. He, he forgot that he had to call. Okay. Well, tell him to get his priorities straight. <laughs> no, no, actually, no, no. Who was right. the first person you bodyguarded? I saw pictures of you live. Were you at the Arthur first, premiere? Yes. Oh, actually, actually uh, what's funny was I just thought my bodyguard business this is a funny story. Because I tell a lot of martial arts events. And John Bellucci and Dan Ackerberg were dear friends of mine and the club. Oh. So I hear that John Bellucci just got a new bodyguard. And I say, he knows I'm starting a bodyguard business. Why do you know, call this guy for? Yeah. So we go to the Palladium, and it was the Grateful Dead. Uh, not Grateful Dead, but the, uh, the, the Stones were playing. Grateful Dead. I said, you know what? I'm going to go over there and intimidate the shit out of this guy. Take his job. Maybe smack yeah. him around a little. Yeah. And get his job. Get it, yeah. So now Dan comes walking out, and then John's right after him. And I said, I'm about to say, hey, John, what the fuck? All of a sudden, right behind him was Bill Superfoot Wallace. <laughs> oh, was it? And he was a hero of mine. He was oh. on my wall. And I looked at him. I says, how you doing, Mr. Wallace? My name is Chuck Zito. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, that's but you didn't great. feel bad losing a gig to Bill Superfoot Wallace. Right? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I didn't know he but did I'm, that, Superfoot. Yes, yes. Super, wow. What are you talking about? He was Elvis Presley's bodyguard and trainer. Such a nice guy, that guy. Just recently. TCB, I, did, yeah. I see, by the way, Elvis' uh, tattoo. Take care of business, right? Yeah. Take care of business in the flesh. Is that the same place Elvis had it too, or no? No, no, no. And uh, also, he was John Bellucci's bodyguard, and also trainer, and also he's that's the one who found them. That's and wild, shot though. My mom. Yeah, especially a guy his size. Oh, found him. That's yeah. where he died. Yeah. We got uh, Joseph Benavita started. Right. We got. Oh, uh, hey, Joseph. How are you? You're on with uh, Matt, Sarah, uh, Jim, and uh, we have Chuck Zito's in studio today. Oh, wonderful. Hello, everybody. What's how up, are you, brother? How did training go? I we heard you uh, were just training. You, you're feeling good. You just is it about getting the weight right? Uh, last minute uh, touches? Oh yeah, I feel good. No, it's just you know it's just maintaining really. Weight's always good. I mean, ready to cut at any time, you know. But just obviously got to wait till uh, Friday. So in the meantime, it's just maintaining the weight, maintaining the skills, and really uh, 
at this point, it's more about rest than it is um, training. You know, it's about, you know, there's a point in camp where, like, you know, resting is going to do you a little more than actually going and wrestling or hitting mitts or something. So, like I said, it's just maintaining a little bit of everything and uh, keeping that repetition going. Yeah, so, last time uh, we talked to you, you and Henry were not getting along particularly well. Are you getting along better now? Uh, I guess really the same, or I guess maybe a little better, actually, because we don't have to see each other. Okay. So I guess that's better than seeing each other and not liking it. So I guess you could say our relationship's on the up until the fight. Are you happy the fight's finally here? It must feel like a really dragged-out process. Thing. You had to go through the whole... I know what it's like, because I had to do the thing with Matt Hughes and fight him after that. So you have to shoot the show and go through a camp, and, and uh, you're finally going to fight the guy. Is it like, man, about time? Are you happy it's finally here? Yeah, dude. It's It's so different knowing you're going to fight for so long, knowing who you're going to fight for so long. You know, if anything, you know, it's nice, you know, for two months, three months. Um, my last fight, I only knew, like, I was a four-week notice. But if you're always training, that's great. This is actually harder, you know. And I know when I started The Ultimate Fighter, that's what I was getting into, that, you know, I was going to not fight till December. And having it not fought till February is a little, like, off-settling at first. But, you know, once I went through it and everything, I just realized it was kind of an experience I needed ready to rock. Um, so, and uh, the Ultimate uh, Fighter finale is this Wednesday night. And where are you guys fighting that? You're in Vegas? Yeah, we're in Vegas at the Palm. Yeah, which is nice. You know, it's old school. Used to fight there for the WC all the time. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to get back there and, and do work. You know, done some of my best work over there. And you got two of your picks uh, fighting this Wednesday night in the finale of The Ultimate Fighter with, you know, your first pick, Tim Elliott, going versus your number uh, seven pick, which is, uh, th that name is going to kill me, but I know you guys call him Hero. <laughs> hero. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I could be your hero, baby. Oh, wow. We, that's what the show needed. I'll tell you right now. Do that again. Oh, that's all we use the whole time. I you bet. need another hero. Every I, song was hero. We pretty much sang to him. Oh, that's fucking great. Did that make that? I could, <laughs> you know what? I could see you do killing it at karaoke. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, w I would, but like, I would be that. Like, you either have to be somewhat good at karaoke or yeah. just make a complete, like, ass of yourself. Yeah. I would be trying to be good and therefore, like, not good, so it'd be like that awkward medium in the middle where, no <laughs> where they don't know if yeah, they like should I either laugh try, or cheer. To seem good and not good, then it'd be embarrassing. Yeah, it's better just if you suck just to own it. You know what oh, I mean? If you yeah. own it, if you're bad at yeah. something, you own it and you're shitty at it. People are okay with it, but it's when you delude yourself into thinking you're good at you're it, actually good, that people right? really hate your guts exactly. for it. I don't think yeah, I could I belt it out like. Time. I don't think I could belt it out like that though. I think I think he's pretty good. <laughs> Or else I'm just fucking shit. No, maybe it's a combination of both. <laughs> Not a good singer, and he's an average singer. Hey, listen. Hey, regardless of who wins in this finale over there with, with, with two of your guys, uh, well, first of all, you feel good that both of your guys made it to the finale? I mean, that has to feel good. Oh, man. I feel amazing. Like, it's so cool. It's pretty funny because at the beginning, like, there was no point in the show where you really brag about a win. Like, you win, and the guys are good. That's great. It's not really anything you did or, yeah. you know, like, these guys are awesome. I obviously tried to help them as much as I can, but it's just great because I remember after the first two uh, fights on the show, Henry's bragging, oh, we're, we're – keep talking. We're 2-0, and oh, and I'm just like, yeah. bro, this is a marathon, bro, not a sprint. And also, you didn't do anything. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you, met these guys, you met these guys three days ago. Yeah. You know? <laughs> now, to see these guys – nourish a little bit more and you know care about him then then make the finals yeah man it's, it's huge and it's not like 
Yeah, of course, like, oh, yeah, I'm proud or whatever. But like I said, like, they came in so good that I'm more just happy for them. You know, I'm impressed by them. Like, I have so much respect for what they've done. They've won three fights in a matter of five weeks and made weight three times. Like, that makes you a stronger man in person than, you know, some of us could ever be. So I really, really, like, look up to them for that, and I know how hard this is. So I know they're better fighters coming out regardless of who wins, you know. Be happy for the guy to win and, uh, you know, sad for the guy that lost. But these guys have have been through it, man. They they went out, and, um, you know, these guys – these guys are, are top of the top of the class now, and and a lot of and these guys were champions in their own right. Every one of them that came into that house. That's one thing different this season. And another thing, and this hasn't been done since uh, actually my season, season Ultimate uh, Fighter season four, called the comeback, where the winner gets the fight Bro. for gets the challenge for the uh, yeah somehow I somewhere I somehow I go I, I segue into a compliment to myself no but that season right. was <laughs> no. that season the uh the winner got the cha- got the challenge for the belt and uh you know worked out great for me now I'm sitting here with Jim Norton and Chuck Zito so I had a happy right. ending with this but would you would you think either one of these guys regardless of who wins they could upset the champ yeah so Matt Sarah, you have we've had a Matt Sarah shrine in the house. Matt Sarah talks, Matt Sarah pictures. <laughs> Don't bullshit me, Joe. Is, like the person to do this, bro. I'm telling you, Matt Sarah has been brought up so many times. Because of course, the first question is, "Hey, well, can any of these guys really beat Demetrius?" And it's like, "Hey, can any of those guys on that show really beat George St. Pierre?" Matt Sarah, so, dude, Sarah. You're, like, you're a hero to all these guys that you talked about all the time because. That's our comparison, and that's the way to look at it for the general public. Saying, "Oh, are these guys going to beat this dominant champion, Demetrius Johnson?" It's like Matt Sarah did, and this is the same thing. Like these are the seasons where so much talent comes out of it. You know, and that's what's great about these seasons is there's so much at stake, so much to gain, yeah. and so much talent was built out of that season. And yeah. like this has been that has been our like our comparison. You know, kind of our our, our bar that we've been comparing it to is Matt Sarah. So to oh, answer man. your question, yeah. yeah, man, we got like, like we got faith, dude. And it's all because of you. You, you, you guys hope. You, you know what? Because I got so much, uh, <laughs> so many compliments from you right there. I wish Jimmy asked that question. Cause now I feel like I just, well, I no, just Matt, set said, him up. Matt said to me before the show, <laughs> Matt said, look, I think they've been talking about me. Let's get him to admit it. So Matt, Matt did want to go there. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm so happy I asked you that. Now I'm all happy now because you gave me so many compliments. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. But, no, that's good. Listen, in this game, you know the deal. This game's made. It's made for the upset. It really is. It really is. Um, you don't have to be the better striker to outstrike somebody in there. About You make them think you're doing something different, and you do the opposite. It's one zig when you should have zagged, and you got a new champion. So that's what makes this thing so exciting. Yeah. Exactly, man. It's awesome. And, uh you know, I think it's a great thing for the division that, you know, needs it. And just uh, everyone's enjoyed the season. Obviously, the fights have been so good. And um, I think the finale is just going to cap it off, I think, in spectacular fashion. Either way, you know, the main fight's going to be amazing fight, if not an upset. And uh, I know the co-main between me and Cejudo is going to be, you know, nothing but great. So uh, it's a good time, man. I'm so glad I got to be a part of this experience. I think it's even the last ultimate fighter you know, get to do this for the division that I love and kind of build it up a little more. It's been, it's been a rich, rich experience. Uh, and uh, coming up in a couple of weeks on December 17th, it's uh, mm-hmm. UFC on Fox 22. It's Van Zant versus Waterson. It's a big night for uh, Team Alpha Male. Uh, Paige is facing Michelle Waterson. It's in the main event. And Uriah Faber is facing Brad Pickett in the co-main. Um, oh. So what do you think about that? 
should be exciting. Sacramento's a nice place to uh, fight for sure. And, you know, when Faber's fighting, you know, the house is always going to be packed. I think they have, like, the new arena. And uh, that's an awesome matchup. Like, it's pretty special that Faber gets to fight his last fight right. in Sacramento. Like, that's huge. I think that's incredible. And um, it's just crazy, you know, like, people love Faber, obviously. But when you look back and put it in perspective that it's his last fight, you kind of have to look at everything he's done for the sport and how much, what a huge just, like, instrument he's been in building the lower weight classes and right. really just an icon, you know, in ways and, and done so much for people, including myself. So uh, it's pretty cool, you know, he gets to do his last fight. And you don't really think about it till now till it's his last fight. And I'm sure you'll even think about it more when it's over. And he goes out and has a great, you know, on, on Pickett, who's another great fighter. Um, and these guys are both, you know, awesome, awesome um, veterans of the sport. So that well, yeah, he was really, incredible. when WEC was kind of uh, merged into UFC, I think Faber was the first really big, big oh, yeah. star uh, from WEC and in, in UFC. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think part of the reason, you know, they started building the lower weight classes is he was the first guy that was small and somebody actually was like, Hey, that guy's pretty cool for being small. I want to be like him. And then, you know, started kicking ass. All right. Well, good luck, man. You're fighting, um, fighting Henry Cejudo. Uh, like we said, it's on uh, December the 3rd in Vegas. And of course, uh, the main card is going to be uh, Mighty Mouse against either a uh, hero or Tim Elliott. So we'll find out tomorrow yeah, night sure. on Wednesday night who he's or tomorrow night by the time this airs, who he is actually fighting. Yeah. And then another, and then another guy, another um, teammate of mine from the show, Brandon Moreno, who came out and already fought in the UFC and, and beat Smolka. He's also starting off the main card. So we got another guy from the team on the Ultimate Fighter, and he's been out training with me. Um, Eric Shelton from the show, um, been been good camp. So these guys are great, man, and uh, it's gonna be a good night. Well, thank oh, you, buddy. Good luck to you, and uh, have a great fight, man. And uh, you know, you sound great. Yeah, thanks, Joe, man. You guys are the best. Good luck, Joe. Good thank luck, you, homie. Later. Take care, man. Take care. What a good dude, man. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to. We, we, we've talked to Chuck before. I, I was, you were talking about movies. Yeah. Now, are you. Do you like. I, I fucking can't watch sad movies. I can't handle them. Are you good, <laughs> are you good with sad movies? What kind of movies? Yeah, I'm good. Well, yeah, I, I, I cry. Kind of, kind of like, sad movies. Yeah, like what kind? What kind? <laughs> whatever they are. Rom coms, a movie that somebody just fucking, you know, dies in a boating accident. Whatever the movie is. Like, are you good with that? Or do you. I'm a fucking. I can't handle a movie. I cry a lot at movies. Yeah. I don't yeah. cry during real life. But I cry during movies. That's interesting. <laughs> now, is, that, movie, is, that, is, that, is that a Chuck Zito thing or no? Could, could you name a movie no. you cried about? What would you cry about? What movie? Name uh, a movie. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest made me cry. <laughs> oh well, that, that's depressing though. Yeah, Why of you course. Put the, at the end yeah. of the day, I'm a yeah. big movie nut. So uh, yeah. uh, 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 I love the old movies. Oh. I love old westerns. I love old yeah. movies like you know Body and Soul with John Garfield, and they uh, made me a criminal with John Garfield and. And uh, uh, Angels with Dirty Faces. Longo would get everyone. Ray Longo would get everyone. James Cagney and Dead End Kids. I find those a little harder to watch (laughs) after because because the acting is different than it became. Like you had like Humphrey Bogart and you had Uh, all those. You ever see like Kiss of Death? Cagney was one of the greatest, greatest, greatest actors who ever lived. I believe. I just can't watch the old ones. His facial expressions on Cagney. I, I am so, and I'm a movie buff. Yeah. It was actually before my time. I mean, I haven't really. I'm tw- I'm a 42. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Well, it's before all of our time, really. But <laughs> I, still, I still, you know, what I mean, I still. Yeah. Enjoy well, I'm a little older than both of you. A little bit. You, you just look younger than both of us. <laughs> yeah, but you're not. You're not old enough for on the waterfront. You know what I mean? Like you were young when those came out. You were a kid yeah. when those about came out. March, I'll be 64, man. Uh, dude, look at this. Oh, look at this cool. guy. I'm yeah. going to take a picture of him and send it to Longo and say, Longo, you better get in shape. <laughs> no, Longo's good. He's, it just makes so me I've been, around, I've been around a little longer than you guys. That's why, if you remember, 
the Black Dragon, Ron Van Cleef. Yes, of course. He, fought, he was 51 uh, you, years old. You and Hoist Gracie. Hey, Hoist Gracie. You've seen that before. I want Hoist Gracie. Yeah. That's who he wanted. Of course, he. He yeah. went to throw a kick, Hoist took him down and you know choked yeah. him out. I like that he but, went in there though. But he was, he was fifty-one old. years yeah. old. You gotta and he says, that. I've been trained for forty years before these guys were even born. Yeah. He went in there though. I give yeah, him credit. He went for that. Out. Fifty-one years old, yeah. man. Yeah, he was. He was fifty-one. He was fifty-one huh? years he old. In good the, shape. The, 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 the uh oldest guy ever to compete yeah. in the UFC. No, and I, I wanted to do that. You know, beat yeah. him at fifty-two, but of course they didn't yeah. all I'm too old, I can't do this, I can't <laughs> do that, but Ah. But he was 51 years old. Yeah. And he fought Hoist Grace. He was 28 years old. I remember that. That was the very first fight of the same yeah. tournament that he fought uh, Dan Severin in. But I, I, yeah, exactly. UFC 4. UFC but it, four. He, I remember saying, I've been training for 40 years before these guys were ever born. What's so funny about that is one of the guys walked out with him. I forgot the guy, guy's name. It was ages ago, obviously. He and that he was. I was training uh, here on uh, it was Gracie Kukuk. Uh, with Henzo Gracie and Craig Kukuk uh, in Manhattan, and a guy that was in his corner, uh, the uh, the Black Dragon, Ron Van Cleef's corner, yeah. was rolling with us, training with us. Mm. So then he came to come back after that fight. We go, dude, get the fuck out of here, dude. You were just in a, the other, we were very, hey, look, man, if you're in another guy's corner, exactly. and now you come in the train with us, and then you jump in another guy's corner, yeah, dude, yeah, find yeah, another yeah. place to play. We <laughs> exactly. kicked him the fuck out after that. Exactly. <laughs> If you remember, like uh, you know what, uh, uh, Bill Wallace only did one one show because yes. he was calling it the ring. He wasn't calling, the, and he didn't and know the moves. He like, wasn't familiar of with and the ground. If, if yeah. you remember, uh, UFC two was a guy named uh, um, Ben Perry was a, a karate guy, and he was also a stuntman in the movie business, and he was the Joe Rogan of the day. He knew the oh. moves. He knew the, because they. When when Bill was doing, it, he goes, "Oh, he, he's getting him another arm lock, an arm, arm yeah. lock, another arm lock." Never called it a Kimura or Americana no, he had no or something you know, like that. He had no idea. And and yeah. when when uh, Ben Perry says he got him a, a guillotine, and the guy next to him who was um, uh, uh, Brian Gilmead. Yeah, Gilmead was the other announcer. <laughs> like Brian Gilmead from Fox in the yes, 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 yes. He was wow. the announcer also. And he said, "What did you call that?" He goes, "That's a you know, guillotine." <laughs> I was, I, and they were saying, "What's what kind of lock is that? What kind of this?" And of course, they started calling him Americanas yeah, and Camorras. He's, he's and, got a good career now. I mean, yeah, I, I yeah. did the. He looks uh, too young to have done that. I've no, done, he was young. He was actually, very, very young, very I did, young. I, I uh, was all I, those guys. <laughs> I did that morning show with Dana, and uh, and he goes, "What would you do if we had mats there?" If I did this and he tried to jump on me, I took him down and arm locked him with shoes on. Who's that? Uh, with shoes yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoes on. <laughs> well, in other words, like I remember somebody wrote in afterwards, what, what if he would have kicked him in the face? That would have been horrible for the sport. The guy fucking jumped on me. He's like, what would you Who do now? Uh, Brian Kilmeade. Yeah. Oh, he Kilmeade, goes, now what yeah. would you do if with a guy yeah. like me? You know, he's in there, he has a pretty good sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He yeah. said, like, what would you do if I just did, you know, this? And he tried to get me, and I just yeah. took him down gently, and I and I was on top of a mountain. He's trying to grab my head. So I spun him around, and I got him in an arm lock. And uh, it looked good on air and everything. I used to do yeah. a thing whenever we interviewed UFC fighters, because I don't train. Um, I'm saying that like anybody in the room is going to be surprised to fucking hear that news. But I would have them <laughs> do something just to see what these things felt like. And you learn a new respect oh. for it when you feel what an arm lock feels oh, like or when you feel an arm bar. If you remember a guy named yeah. Jeff Smith, the you know kickboxing champion. Yes. He fought uh, uh, Ken Shamrock. Oh. And Ken in, in UFC 2. UFC 1. What am I talking? One, one or two. And uh, he got him. He was doing good. 
of course, then uh, Ken got him in, in, in a leg lock. Yeah. And after that, he started doing... You're thinking of Pat Smith. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Jeff Smith was the... Uh, yeah, okay, Pat Smith. Pat Smith, Smith right? was the black Pat guy. Smith. Jeff Smith was... Pat Smith took him down right away. Oh, uh, he exactly. took, uh, Ken Sharrock took him down right away and laid down with his leg Pat and Smith. both legs exactly. over. Then yes. Pat Smith started grappling after that. He well, was, fuck, I want to do that well, shit. Before that happened, Pat Smith destroyed... Um, a ninja, <laughs> a guy who does ninjutsu. Yes. This was not shown on air. Yes. He, this guy, this Scott Morris. Scott Morris. Scott Morris. Scott Morris. He beat somebody also, and he then took he matched him down up with Pat Smith in seconds. And and, and you remember he was bloody. He elbow, he, oh listen, my God. Jimmy, Jimmy, this was one of the worst. He, uh, Pat Smith ended up mounting this that ninja, yeah. <laughs> the ninja, and just elbowed his fucking face where it was. It was it was uh, actually it was, it was disgusting. When did ninjas terrible. lose their repeal? For years, that was the <laughs> toughest. Remember that? Like the toughest thing you could yeah. do is be a ninja, yeah. and then all of a sudden, it's well, just that nobody well, talks about. That guy, Stephen, you know, Stephen Jenham was yeah. a ninjutsu guy. Yeah, but it's all that's all bullshit. Is that a good art form? Or yeah, no? he did though. He ended up winning with the worst arm lock ever because back then it was about not knowing. They, they, they were doing some grappling, but. No, the ninja. The, the Are they ninjas, more weapons oriented? No, no. Yeah, well, <laughs> listen. No, that's all. That's all back all in the day. Movies, that's, right. Yeah, it's all movie movie bullshit. Because what happens is when we grew up, that's what. Oh man, uh, who is the, the toughest guys? Or that's what yes. you would think the best hand to hand guys are. Well, yeah. these ninjas got the the monks over in the the Himalayas. I don't know where the yeah. fuck they are, but those ancient monks they could touch you in here and they paralyze you. Yeah. It's <laughs> listen. It's all nonsense. The, I said it before, and I, I I said I'd never say it again. The proof's in the pudding. I, I love it. I, I was saying that. I wanted to hear you it. You wanted me to say it again? I'm a fan. I wanted to retire that say If uh, I, I, It was um, also UFC 4. Yes. Uh, um, Steve Jenham. Yes. Fought the first boxer, professional boxer to enter the octagon. It was a guy named Milton Bowen. Well, the first professional boxer, exactly. obviously, is Art. Is um, I'm sorry. Is Art. Jimison, who fought with the one glove on versus Hoist yeah, Gracie in exactly. UFC number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But UFC number two. Well, was he a professional boxer? Oh, Art Jimison was. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that, and that guy, uh, I they mean, were fighting. Yeah. Um, Which uh, one? Steve Jenham. Yes. And Milton Bowen. Okay. And he was doing a great job. He was punching from his back, everything. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. And finally, Steve Jenham got him in a nice arm Yeah. Ball. See, Steve Jenham was, uh, had some, he was a cop from somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Oklahoma. Yeah. Oklahoma. And he was like a tough he, guy. Yeah, he was a police policeman from he was Oklahoma. A tough guy. I think sooner or later and he, he met up with a guy. he met up with a, a real real skilled guy, which was yeah. uh, Marco Huaz. Marco. And Marco Huaz is one of the first real. He used to fight the Valley Tudo yep. fights back in Brazil, and uh, he was like a lucha livre fighter, which means like a freestyle fighter. And he was um, he had decent. He had, he had a very well rounded game. Very good mm. Muay Thai. He fought, and I, I don't know if you remember this fight, Marco Huas fought a guy by the name of Paul Varlins called the uh, the Polar Bear, I mm-hmm. believe. And he would chop down this dude's leg. He was, it was a fight where you just see him going in. The guy was gigantic. He fought the guy gigantic. Yes. Yeah. And there was no gloves. He would be, I don't know, this might have been UFC number five. It might have been around there, five or six. He was chopping his leg down. And finally, the guy just, the big behemoth, just this is twice today I used behemoth. It's a great word. word. Yeah, the guy's <laughs> big though. <laughs> Finally, the guy just fell yeah, over from getting yes. his leg chopped to death, yeah. and then he jumped on. But he was well-rounded guy, Marco Huaz. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. He took out like we talked earlier. He took yeah. out. There, you see the different levels and the skills. And he when he he was a little late in the game because he was a little bit older by the time he got in in, in the UFC, mm-hmm. I think. But uh, he had a nice run. He won. He won. A, he won yeah, some yeah. tournaments yeah. and. Uh, 
and he won some fights for some very good guys, and he went over and fought in Japan in Pride and whatnot, yep. too. Yep. But, you know, that guy deserves a shout-out, that Marco, who has... But you still have to talk... Did we talk about Connor yet? Um, yes, we'll do that. Did we already? No, 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 no. I just want to read oh, wait, this. What, is, what, is, what is this? I just got to do this read. Let's talk we'll, about that. that. I got to do the read. I enjoy a good I read. I do. Well, no, why? Because <laughs> they support <laughs> us. Absolutely. So we should support them. Yes, without them, we are fired. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we all have our own unique taste. That's pretty obvious. Yes. I myself love uh, kind of harsher comedy. I love guys like Doug Stanhope, mm -hmm. David Tell. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I like... Uh, Russell uh, Peters. I love Russell Peters. He's a good friend <laughs> of mine. Dear friend of mine, too. Yeah, Russell's awesome. He's, he, by the I way, Russell... I stay at his house in uh, Vegas. He's never invited me to his house, so I guess Chuck <laughs> is better friends than Russell. I'm an acquaintance of Russell's. <laughs> Russell's a, a lovely guy. Um, he's a, probably He might be the biggest comedian in the world. Uh, he might be the biggest comic on earth. And the crazy thing about that, Jim, when you go to people, Russell, who's that? I know, in America. He's one of the greatest comedians in the world. He's huge. He sells out and in Indonesia. They yes. just don't know him as much yes. in the States. Yeah. Uh, well, with CISO, it's your comedy. It's S-E-E-S-O. Oh. You get your comedy the way you want it. I have to spell it again. S-E-E-S-O is the new ad-free streaming service. They bring you hilarious original series, hand-picked classics, weeks of stand-up specials, and more. It really is bingeable comedy anytime, anywhere. CISO has every episode of Saturday Night Live ever, including the new episodes the day after air. Fallon, Seth Meyers, classics like 30 Rock, Parks and Rec, British comedies like the original Office with Ricky Gervais, which is a fucking masterpiece, and the entire Monty Python catalog. Discover the new, uh, the next big names in comedy and watch for the icons before they made it big. I mean, you can get Hannibal, uh, Hannibal Burris, uh, Louie, uh, Chelsea Peretti, Amy Schumer, Bo Burnham, many, many more. CISO is ad-free and just $3.99 a month. It's 4 bucks a month. It's nothing. 48 bucks a year. What are you doing with 48 bucks? It's not even, that's not even a hooker. <laughs> it's less than you paid for the latte or the artisan cold brew coffee you're holding right now. That shitty beverage you overpaid for. You can stream it anytime, anywhere, or virtually on any device. Right now, our listeners can try CISO, S-E-E-S-O, free for two months when you use the promo code UFC at checkout. Get access to shows you cannot get anywhere else. And uh, as we were doing our read, Chuck and I and Matt started talking about Russell Peters, who really is... Uh, my first time meeting Russell, I was shooting a half hour for HBO, and he knew I was a big Kiss fan, so this guy Yoshi brought him, and he just brought me like this nice Kiss book. Yeah. He's just a nice guy. Like, That's he's nice. Just a, he's the might be the biggest comic on earth. Yes, and he's yes. one of the nicest guys. He sells out ninety thousand seat arenas. You he's know, massive in the Middle East. Yeah. Wow. Also, he's a great uh, big UFC fan. Oh, is he really? Oh, I yeah, want to meet him. Trains with Machado. Oh. Now he's a boxer. Yeah, he's, he's friends with good. Lennox Lewis. Yeah, he, he, I saw friends him. With everybody. Yeah, he, I saw him having. He was Amir actually, Khan, dear friends, all all those guys. He's a great guy. He's a Canadian awesome. guy. He's from from Canada. Canada, Canada. and uh, just a really nice dude. But he's a dude. He's, this is his, and he still does ten thousand seats in the garden when he's here. I mean, it's not like exactly. he doesn't sell tickets. That's awesome. But he's not, he doesn't do like Kevin Hart stuff here. But overseas, well, next time he's here, we'll both definitely go. We'll both man. go see him. He was here recently. I saw him in Carolines last week. I you know I never go to see oh, shows. He said to me, he guilted me. He goes, you, you come see me in the garden. You never come. And I went, and it was fun, because I don't watch comedians. Yeah, went, yeah, yeah. And I went and saw him, and he was great. You, you want to know what I'm really depressed about? What? I I was so looking forward to going to your special. Yes. My wife booked the... Uh, oh, I got us going to Connecticut for the Polar Express with the kids <laughs> oh, no. and the Santa, and they give out the It'll cookies. It'll be fun. No, f are you serious, Jimmy? It'll be fun. I wanted a night. I wanted a night in the city with my wife, where you know I got three young kids, and I my three year olds always in the bed with us, you know, cock block. And yeah. I really just, I mean, Chuck, I was looking forward to a nice night with my wife, and 
you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, I've been with her a long time, still very attracted to it. And I get into the city, see my my good friend Jimmy, the, the special that I'm so excited to, to, to see. Thank you. And uh, now I can't do it. Now I'm going to be on some fucking train in Connecticut. Oh, you got to do it. It's Christmas. You know, I understand. Are you upset that I'm no, not going? No, I understand. All right. I understand. <laughs> it happens. I'm upset. I mean, I never got to see Jimmy go live. No, and, you'll uh, anytime you want. You come to the comedy show. Yeah, but you know, I, I was really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm just, I'll, I'll just be, you know, panicking and shooting. I, I guess, you know, you shoot two yeah. shows and you max them yeah. together. And hope yeah. I know it doesn't make a difference if I'm there or not, but to me, I would love to I have wanted you. to go and support you as my friend, not that you need me there. I have such low self-esteem. I'm always afraid I'm going to bomb, so whenever I have people in the audience, I'm like, I'm just going to let them down. Yeah. So I, I prefer, like, I hate when my well, family comes. I don't want anybody. Listen. You could never let me down. That's like if I lost the fight, I'd let you down. Mm, well, I'm not fighting anymore, but you know what I mean. No. <laughs> Chuck, <laughs> Chuck, I'm so happy Chuck's here. When's the last time Chuck, too, because I, I know Matt's career, like, like when's the last time, like, you, you, you've you lived kind of like this amazing, it's, it's, it's a tough guy's life. It just, it is. I mean, whether it's on purpose or accidentally. <laughs> but when, when's the last time somebody actually said, like, oh, I want to step to this guy and see if he is who he said, you know, because guys always try tough guys. It don't happen too often, though, I'd imagine, right, Chuck? I've I've go to places and like the Arnold Classic. I go every year, yeah. March. Three hundred thousand people walk through the doors there. Yeah, not one person ever came up to me and says, "I don't think you're so." I don't think I of course. This, but you get these guys on the internet. Yeah, You get all the haters and they talk shit. I that's what I'm saying. And I tell people, hey, come see me. I'm right here. Yeah. I'm here there. You, you, but you see, no, I don't really get. Do you know why, Jimmy? Problems. Because. I think real could recognize real and fake can recognize real. In other words, yeah. a fake guy could look at, a, a, you know, a real guy, they don't act like that. They don't act like that. There's a, there should be a mutual respect. And the fake guys will recognize a real guy. And they'll say, all right, I can act this way, but I can't act this way. I better not act this way. Right, right, this right, right. This guy could sniff me out. You know what I mean? So they sense Chuck's the real deal. See, so they're not going to fuck with him. See, it's fascinating to me because Matt told me a story that he's coming through the subway and this gigantic guy is talking shit to him and Matt addresses it and the guy walks away. Yeah. Now, if I would have tried to address it, he would have yeah. seen that I'm a fake, I, I'm not a tough guy and I would have yeah. got my fucking face what? slapped. Yeah, I've had my share of, uh, yeah. especially street fights. You know what? Yeah. Uh, today, you can't get away with anything. Everybody's got a camera. There's, yeah. Every 10 feet, there's another camera, surveillance camera. But years ago, I remember. Yeah. Wow, you knock guys out, get well, away listen, with it, walk away, everything. But now, listen, no more, right? Oh. I, I, to me, though, go ahead. I don't want to. Well, cut well, didn't you, you, didn't you get it. less angry as time goes on too? Right, as life gets better, and you no, know, you, not really. I oh, you don't have that attitude. <laughs> but but years ago, I used to. I mean, I I used to go saw uh, uh, there was a place called the uh, Sunset Social Club right on Sunset Boulevard. Okay. I used to go there a lot. Yeah. And I remember, of course, when I was young, I rode on my motorcycle, I had my patch on, I had my yeah. bike, and I ride on right on the sidewalk. And I remember this one guy, and uh, basically, I rode on the sidewalk, so he literally pushed me over. And I'm ho trying to hold the bike up at the same time and have my foot down. I just get it back all the way. I'm straining. I got, I've got it back up straight. Boom! He pushes me again over. I said, "What the fuck, man? Yeah. What kind of and guy I, was it? Big dude? It was, yeah, yeah, it was a guy, you know, my size. But I finally got it up, and I remember I got my foot off, and I turned around, and hit him with a spinning back fist, just nice. caught him with my knuckles right on the chin. Boom! He was out before he hit the ground. But the bad thing was, when he hit the ground, he hit his head. That's dangerous. Bashed against the concrete, and I was scared about that. Yeah, yeah. So you got to worry about things exactly. like that. And especially today, people try and sue you. Oh, 100%. But it's the things, you know what? And you used to get away with it. I propped the guy up. I grabbed, grabbed him by his, propped him against the car, and one left. Left yeah. in there. But you don't get away with that anymore. 100%. Yeah, it's scary if a guy hits his head going down, <laughs> oh, right? I hit one guy another time. 
I boom, I hit him. He was out. You can see his lights out before he hit the ground. Yeah. As he's falling like a tree, I literally grabbed him. Yeah. And put him down soft. Yeah. So he wouldn't crack his head. Yeah, it's scary. Right. Oh, you, it's scary, you, you, you man. It's scary. You guys. don't want to kill a guy and just. A, no, no, a, no. You don't want to do that and go to jail for manslaughter for something stupid. So, I mean, you know. It's, exactly. But, but there's a story. Listen, I have to. I have to bring this up, and I don't want to okay. make it uncomfortable. I, I, if you're uncomfortable talking about, it, you tell me. But Jimmy, I know what's coming. Listen, Jimmy, there's a story. Jimmy, there's a story <laughs> that the generation now might not have heard it. I, I grew up with Howard Stern and this and that, so I heard the story before. Um, and it, it goes to it goes it comes down to respect, and this is what we're talking about now. I'm sure everybody heard of. And again, he might not. Want I don't to, think y'all gonna be uncomfortable. With okay, that. good. Gene Claude, John Claude Van Damme. Gene Claude. <laughs> Who the fuck's Gene? His sister. I think he's a sister. Gene. John Claude Van Damme. Um, I'm going to start it off. I it's believe pronounced Jean Claude. Jean Claude, not Gene. That's why. That's why they fought because he called him. Like, he called him the wrong name. No, but um, they were in a strip club. I'm just going to set it up, and, and you could tell us how it went scores, down. Yeah. And uh, they were at Scores. Yeah. Oh, you know the story. I do. Chuck. A lot of people out here they didn't even hear this story. I just well, let's just can we just hear well, brother, just give us the quick version. This happened eighteen years. One hundred percent didn't happen eighteen years ago. It didn't happen last week. We no. know so it might bygones could be bygones, uh, but we should we should get to the bottom of this. The- <laughs> <laughs> just really quick, what happened with you and John? And John, it was just a, a big misunderstanding. Yeah. He disrespected me, and yeah. uh, and uh, I don't take that kind of abuse from anybody. Yeah. And things got out of hand, and you ended up hitting up, him, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you had you bodyguarded him before that? Yes, I was his bodyguard in 1992. Yeah. And this happened in 1998. You know, did he just six get? Years later. Did he just get? Did alcohol have something to do with it? Did he get mouthy? Nothing, nothing. That's what I can't, ah. I can't believe. Because you know what, guys, especially these haters on. Well, he was just drunk. He was he was stone cold sober. He yeah. was drinking water. He was doing a yeah. movie. He no, wasn't no, no. drunk. Exactly. But no. he got disrespectful, and then we we That's... wound up having a fight, and he wound up getting you know roar into the deal. But you know, it happened like it says 18 years okay, ago. Exactly. Did you, did you make up? And after believe that or it or no? not, yeah, I was at the. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, Pacquiao fight. Okay. Okay. Floyd Mayweather came out of the ring. I was the first one he comes up to, and he hugged me. Ah. Jean-Claude was sitting home with his, with his daughter, Bianca, and he goes, is that Chuck Zito? She goes, yeah. He goes, you know what? Invite him to my premiere. Oh. I went to his premiere, and it was the first time we saw or spoke to each other oh. in 17 years. And? And we're, now everything is cool. Every, all right, so we're not going to start all, stuff up. You said hello, no, no, you were happy no, to see him. I was happy to see him. Good. We let bygones be bygones. It was old time. We, we, right. we, we talked to each other, and uh, we saw each other recently again. Very so good. everything is cool. Well, I listen. But I, I remember that story. People knew, like, everyone kind of knew Chuck, but th- that that put your name out there because it was just a, it was just an interesting piece of pop culture, and everyone was like, yeah. Chuck Zeno knocked. Well, the crazy thing about the, this, uh, that whole story was it happened on a Thursday night in scores. Yeah. Now... I start Oz on Monday. It's my yeah. first day on the job. What year was this? 1998. Okay. Okay, I start Monday. This happened Thursday night in scores. Yeah. I could talk about that. And uh, we had the fight. Yeah. I wound up breaking my hand on his head. Ah. Okay? The next day in the paper, in the Post, New York Post, it had a picture of him doing a bicep pose. And it said, Jean-Claude Van Slammed. Yeah. In the second page, it says, ex-bodyguard, you know, yeah, whatever. And then it says, Chuck Zito, star of Oz. I didn't work on one day yet <laughs> on Oz. And now I'm worried about, and I couldn't get a cast on because I would have lost a job. Yeah. So then Howard Stern gets on, did you hear about the guy who bitch slapped Jean-Claude Van Damme? I was like, blah, 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 we get him on a show. <laughs> and that's what happened with, with that. But I went to Monday, I walked yeah. into 
Oz for the first time. Yeah. And Tom Fontana, who's the you know the creator and writer, he sees me, and he goes, "I read the paper," and I said, "Fuck, this guy's going to fire me." Yeah, no. You know. So he goes, "Couldn't you hit the guy when the show was aired?" You know, because yeah. he got so much. Publicity. I got so much publicity. Yeah. From that one. Yeah. One thing. You know, if one fight, and I'm thinking it's just somebody else. Yeah. That I hit. But not realizing what happened, and it gets got so much publicity. But it got, you know what? And I always felt bad because I got so much publicity from somebody else's misfortune. And but, like I says, we're 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 good now. We're, of we're, course, we're, we saw each other after 17 years. Yeah. We made up. Well, I'm and happy. That everything's that's... cool, and uh, you know yeah. he's he's actually a good guy. And when I worked for him in '92, he was a good guy. Yeah. So well, listen. When I asked about the alcohol, it had nothing to do with uh, it would uh, would it be affecting his fighting ability. It had to do with him saying some stupid shit. That's why I was asking about the alcohol. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It was just something they said yeah. disrespectful, and it yeah. wasn't alcohol. He was he was stone cold sober, and uh, but well, I listen, hate all these. Like I said, the haters, the, of the warriors, that's the everywhere. Keyboard warriors, they talk shit, and that's well, everywhere. If you hit a drunk guy, you weren't even there. How the fuck do you know? You know exactly. I'm right. just saying, but yeah. but everything's cool now, and I'm glad, and I hope to do a movie with him soon. And uh, that would be great. Know, it's great. I mean, he's and hey, I never took anything away from his fighting ability. This guy yeah. is badass. Yeah. When he was seven, a lot of say, "Oh, he's a ballet dancer. He's this." He's not. He trained mm. in martial arts since he's seven years old. Yeah. He's got phenomenal legs that he kicks cold straight up. Yeah. And I was just, I was going to let him, you know, use his legs. Yeah, so yeah, of course, yeah. I jammed them and yeah, I you got to you know, jump on him. Yeah. Like yeah. you did with, with, with yeah, there you go, with, with, exactly. With, with, you know, that uh, guy's uh, uh, Saint Pierre. Yeah, he tried you to said, kick me. Fuck yeah. that shit. I'm going right after him. <laughs> Boom! You hit him that shot, and that was it. It was your night. I had to throw some soup bones, Charlie. Oh, that's great. It, was, it was my night, Charlie. Charlie, oh. you were my brother. You should have been care of me. Do you know what I heard about that? <laughs> my monologue? night. I could have tore Wilson apart. It's <laughs> Lamada, no? I, no, no, Brando. no, that's on a waterfall. Brando, Brando and Rod Steiger. That's where I come from. Did you hear that Brando did not like Rod Steiger, and he did not like his acting, and they said there's a moment in there where, where Brando goes, oh, Charlie, like when he has the gun, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they said his motivation in that was that he thought Rod Steiger stunk so bad as an actor. That was his motive. Like He was like, oh, Rod. Like he was I so heard they did those. They weren't even in the same car together. Well, he they, wouldn't do his close-ups. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't yeah. do his close-ups. Yeah, so... <laughs> But that's that was that. That's from the waterfront from Marlon Brando. Yeah. No, Such a great one. Actually, they want to do a uh, uh, you know big pussy. Uh, 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 you know Vincent Pastore. They want yeah. to do a, a uh, on a waterfront play, and oh, they want really? me to play the Marlon Brando part. Ah, oh look at that! Yeah, yeah, Did you yeah. ever meet him? No. Who? Brando. Uh, actually, yes. He was uh, he was um, at the Garden at a Michael Jackson concert, and he was actually on stage. And I was with Liza Minnelli. I brought Liza Minnelli that night. So yeah. of course, I met Michael Jackson. I met. You, know, you, were Brando, you were her bodyguard? A bodyguard. She was my first client, actually. Ah. Yeah. Look at Liza that. Minnelli. Look wow. At the, look at the light. Yeah. Well, I saw a picture of him, and uh, Arthur is one of the greatest comedy, the original. And I, and I was like, is that fucking the premiere of Arthur? It was such a weird place to see yeah. Chuck Zito. You wouldn't I expect brought, yeah. I was their bodyguards. I was, you know, uh, 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 her bodyguard. She was my first client. Who was the hardest person to bodyguard because of fan reaction? You know what? Everybody had their own uh, personality. But one of the you know, greatest ones was Charlie Sheen, man. I was his yeah. bodyguard for years, and uh, yeah, he was crazy. Wild but, man. Uh, wild guy. Wild guy. Girls all over the place. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah. guess with- but it, I, I had I had some some great people. I, I bodyguarded everybody you could think of, from from Joe Pesci to, to, to Nero to Pacino yeah. to, to uh, 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 Charlie Sheen to Sean Penn to yeah. Cher to you know, Pamela Anderson, Charles Bronson. 
was one of my, oh, he was an idol of mine. Oh, uh, yeah. And I met him through Sean Penn. They were doing a movie together, and I went to pick him up at the airport. Just Charles Bronson alone was something oh. to meet. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I, I you know. yeah, wow, that's amazing. You know. How was Sean Penn? Sean's great. Sean's you, like, great. you like Sean? Yeah. All right. Yeah, he has a reputation well, I got to tell you something. You, know what? you can read it in my book, but I did six years in prison. You know? oh. And the day I got out of jail, Sean Penn gave me a job the next day. Oh, you see so that? That's never the, ever. Yeah, see that? I owe great, a lot of gratitude towards Sean. Not only was he a great guy to me, but he was also a great actor. Yeah, and uh, he's definitely. And didn't guy. you think too, by the way, that we went to and jail? And he also wrote the, uh, the forward, the forward for to my your book. book, Street Justice. Chuck Zito. Sean was great. You were all planning on only going. You, 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 they was, you were supposed <laughs> to get time served. Yes, and they. You no, know, I had to be a tough guy. I came home. I, I, I did four months in a Japanese prison. I was oh, out in wow. Japan first, and I was out there, and then I was with 20 other Hells Angels. We were going to open up a, a Hells Angel charter in Japan back in the day. Okay. This was 1985. I, I saw uh, for the first time was uh, um, Bon Jovi was playing there. Uh -huh. I met them at the Hard Rock Hotel in Tokyo. Oh, that's wild. And they man. came up to me. He says, hey, Chuck Zito. He goes, we used to be in Screaming Mimi and Another Pretty Face at, at Great Gilded Sleeves. And I saw, oh, shit, we're playing tonight. We're called Bon Jovi. You want to come? Uh. And boom, I went there and was with them. And Joan Jett was also playing there. Oh, yeah. And Bruce Springsteen was playing, too, when I was in Japan. But I wound up getting four months in a Japanese prison. Wow. I was extradited back to the United States. And then I came back, and they said, well, look, you're just one of the guys we look. We're really after these couple of guys. You know, we were in a cr criminal enterprise, you know, CCE and, you know, yeah. uh, 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 a RICO, it's called, racketeering, right. you know, yeah. corrupt organ, you know, and bullshit. Yeah. And he says, we'll, we'll give you a year. And I already did four months. So, yeah. of course, I had to do another four months. I would have been home. Right. But I had to be a tough guy myself and another guy. Fuck you. I'm not taking nothing. I didn't do nothing. I'm not taking no plea. Meanwhile, I had to be a tough guy. I went in. That guy got 14 years. I got 10. We turned around to each other, looked at, well, we showed them. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, right. And I wound up doing, you know, you six fuck. years on a 10. Oh, and Sean Penn, to this day, I owe him a lot. And he gave me a job the day I got out of prison. The next day, he gave me a job. Where did, and where did you do your time? It was here in the States, right? I was at 19 different prisons in the United States. 19. Why? Because uh, when you have a fight, they... You know, separate you. You go. They they transfer you. And I had ten like ten fights in in prison. Oh, you were fighting a lot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had different guys, different rivals, different everything else. And and back in the day, I was a scrapper in there, and I had quite a reputation in the prison system. But uh, um, nineteen different prisons in the United States. I went. So they kept six moving years. around. Yeah. So, so I was either on a plane or or, or and, you know if you have some movie Con Ed, that's a real thing. Yeah. And, yeah. They put you on a plane. And or on a bus, air. and uh, did you know yeah. guys in every jail you went to, or do you go in and you just well, kind of got to realize up? there was 150 people in my case, but only uh, 23 of them were no, no, 33 of them were members of the Hells Angels Motorcycle Club. But a lot of places I went, and I had co defendants, and a lot of places I went, I just had enemies also. Yeah, so that's you know, you got to watch your back in, in jail too. It's not a pretty thing, man. You know, I don't wish jail on anybody, man. So if you're doing something wrong, don't get caught. It's a scare. I, I, I spent one night in jail for a radio stunt, and one night in the tombs was enough for me because I, I had to shit yeah. in the bathroom. It was so yeah. filthy, the toilet. 
And I'm like, I, this is not for me. I just, uh, I wouldn't yeah. survive in here. Yeah. I was at Rikers Island. I was here. I was all over the place. Yeah. And, uh, crazy shit, man. It's I, crazy. But nothing like that. That's behind me, and I could talk yeah. about it sure. and laugh about it now. But when you're yeah. in there, it sucks. And, and the uh, the main uh, headquarters in New York is on Third Street, I think. And I was like, what a great Third street, street to between live. First and Second Avenue. What a great it was place to the live. The safest block in New York City. Yeah. Which one is that? Third Street. Well, that's where the Hell's well, Angels live. Oh yeah, I've driven down it many times, and you yeah. could just you could just see that that block is qu- what a great place to live. That yeah. must be. There's no problem. Back right? in the day, I mean, it was I used to pay seventy five dollars a month to, to have an apartment. Now it's like seventy five hundred. Yeah, to live on the same block. Yeah, but it's but safe. back in the day, it's the safest place. It's safer than all 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 downtown areas and Mulberry Street and all that. Nobody causes any trouble on the nobody, block. Nobody, nobody. The only thing that was doing something there was the Hell's Angels. <laughs> Jimmy, we can we can talk to Chuck forever. Look I just want to ask. I just want to ask man questions. This is just. <laughs> this listen. Our bus going over memory lane with the UFCs from. I think oh, we got man. to that one was to four. Great to listen, and to. that took an hour that of was... us just going over one to four, UFC one to four back in the day. That's great. Hey, I mean, we gotta. And you're here. You're, you're located here. No, man. I, I live in New Rochelle, oh, in okay. Westchester. All right. Well, I mean, I, I believe Chuck's going to be a friend of his show. You should come in anytime. Yeah, uh, well, should thank you so much. I mean, sometimes. I was born in the Bronx. From Bron- the Bronx, I moved to Brooklyn. From yeah. Brooklyn, Lower East Side, then back to the Bronx, and b- back to uh, New Rochelle. Well, this ain't too far for you. And, and, and No, no, not at all. maybe after some big fights, or even just the bullshit, awesome. man. What a great time. Huh? Yeah, anytime. Chris, the producer... What I tell you about getting Chuck in here? Isn't this great? <laughs> Absolutely. No, I love listening to you guys talk about the early days. It was well, great. The early days are Fuck, great, man. man. People don't realize. But uh, uh, 205 was yeah. actually the 23rd anniversary Yeah. because they, they had a November 12th, 1993, yeah. and November 12th, 2016. It was the 23rd anniversary from the day. It's amazing. It's such a young sport. Yeah. And, uh, Thank God. Thank God they made fighting a sport. Did we talk about this too, how big this is? The, the, and again, because it's worldwide, the Super Bowl, did we talk about this last week? Oh, the yeah. The Super Bowl got 4 billion uh, social media hits. Whatever they call a social media yes, hit, whether it's a, a tweet or a tap. Fucking uh, UFC uh, 205 got 14 billion. Like, that's how much bigger worldwide mm-hmm. it is. It, it, it almost oh, four it times the Super Bowl. So, so big. And that's why this boxing is it just. It, I can't, I can't. UFC gives man. you the fights you want every time. Yeah. Like they, I wanted Conor Eddie. They gave us Conor Eddie. By the way, stripped him of his featherweight, mm. which I thought was the right move. You Let can't me tell you something. Conor is so cocky. Yeah, <laughs> but he, you know, he, but he, he knows how to sell. He, he you, backs it up, man. Yeah. He's good, and that's what I love about him. Yeah. I love that the yeah. way he came in. Uh, he was like 20 minutes late. I went to the press conference. Yeah. He was like 20 minutes late to the press conference. He goes, hey, I'm on my fucking time, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Listen, He came in with the fur coat. I mean, you know, it's a great, he's great. Yeah. I love the guy. He's oh, so you root for guys. Some guys I root against that are like that. Like, I want to see somebody knock Connor out, but I'll but, still pay to watch him. But you know what? That's why, hey, though. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's just yeah. like, like Floyd Mayweather. A lot of guys want to see him lose, but guess what? He backs his shit up. Yeah. yeah. Whether you like him or you don't, he could fight. 100%. Yeah. The same with when Mike started. Whether you like him or not, he could fight. <laughs> oh, Tyson, you know, yeah. Tyson. Is, wow, is, come on. What you don't want as an entertainer and especially a fighter is a guy on the fence. Oh, that guy's on the card. Oh, all right. right. All right. Well, who else? When you want a guy, you want a reaction of, oh, oh, I want this guy to, oh, I love this guy. Or, dude, I want to see this guy get his ass handed to him. That's what you want. Yeah. And you guys get that. Like Michael Bisping gets that. Uh, Conor McGregor. Ali got it. Yeah, they get that. And this guy's that hate, but they, they'll they pay the same money and they can hate hey. the guy. Give me, I give Michael's him- great. He's a yeah. friend. Uh, uh, I was there too when, when Hendo, Hen- Dan Henderson knocked him out that time. Oh, my, would Michael beat yeah. oh, oh, Awesome. And also, I was there when Nate Diaz beat 
you know, McGregor. Oh, that was and that I one. knew he was going to be. That him. was a great. I fight. knew it because he's a great jujitsu guy. Oh yeah, I mean oh, he's yeah. great, phenomenal, Gracie. Yeah, bye -bye. Of, come on, but, of course. But I knew it, and yeah. he's just a tough guy. Oh, tough the, the, guy. The, the, uh, what do you think him, of the second him, fight? Though, him, him down and Nick. Uh, just badasses, yeah, man. Yeah, Nate, Nick, yeah, yeah, Nick, yeah, yeah. All the all the real, Diaz real brothers. tough guys. Yeah. All the tough guys, tough guys. They all love the Diaz brothers, yeah, because they recognize how real they I, are. I thought yeah, the yeah, fight yeah. was close. It could have went either way. Even yeah. the second one could have went either way. Yeah, yeah right. well, I, you know, and eventually they're going to fight sometime down hey, the road. I, they're going to have to. I think that works out even better for Nate. Give him another payday. <laughs> and I have no, I don't. I mean, I'll watch that fight, but I don't care if I. There's so many other people I want to see fight. Like yeah. I want to see Conor oh, that, fights. That'd be a great fight too. Again, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the trilogies are always great. And yeah. you know, you and you know, know it's going to deliver. It's going to deliver. I, I, yeah. I was walked the Toro Gaddy into the ring, and the trilogy with him yeah. and Mickey Ward. Uh, and in yeah. fact, Dana White is a, a big a Toro Gaddy fan. Oh yeah. Man. And and I gave Dana a, a Toro jacket. I gave him a, uh, you know trunks, and, and he loved me for it. And uh, that's why we always got along great. Yeah. So, but the trilogy fights are always yeah. great to see, right, right. and I'm looking for the trilogy with Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz. So many fights, to somewhere look down the road. To. But you were going to say about him uh, um, uh, vacating? But they had to because I think well they needed somebody because Cormier hurt himself. So now him and Anthony Johnson is off in Toronto. So now they have uh, Anthony Pettis against Max Holloway for the interim belt, but that's, which was Jose what's, Aldo. That's what's confusing to me. Now, if Jose Aldo was the uh, interim, interim uh, belt holder. Why doesn't he just become the champion? He is. He, was the, he is. Now so, that he's fighting for the interim belt. I don't so know why. So why the fuck is there an interim belt? Maybe they just needed a title fight because okay. they're replacing a title fight. No, I'm just trying to figure it out. I, right? It's a good fight yeah. anyway. I, I want to see oh, Holloway. Oh, listen. Uh, Holloway's uh, awesome. I, 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 I find that dis disturbing a little because when they just make you the champ, you should fight. Uh, Whether yeah. the number one guy or the second guy, yeah. whoever it is, well, you should fight for it. Like they made yeah. Ronda... The champ. She didn't fight for it. Yeah. She just became the champ. Yeah. Well, she defended that thing a bunch. Yeah. She <laughs> defended it, whatever it was, six or nine times just, until just, she met. Holly and although Hall. Aldo does want to fight for it, like he wants to fight Connor again, but that was that Connor taking Nate and then taking uh, Eddie yeah. Alvarez. I mean, you know, Jose. It's in, to no, fight what, him. no, it's interesting though that he chose that belt to give up compared to the maybe it's harder to just, get down in weight or. It's, yeah. I'll less, tell you right now. Worries. I'm not that that that. I'm not. Listen. Plus, he, if he wants to go up to welterweight, sorry to interrupt you. Plus, oh, if he why? does decide to make that crazy jump to uh, up to welterweight, okay. which I don't see him light. doing it. But yeah. who, who? McGregor? He speculated. You don't see it. That would be I, a, I see it happening. I think mm. he wants to fight Tyrone for, yeah. for that if he, belt. If he fights Tyrone Woodley, or if he fights, I think Wonder Boy would, would, would give him a really bad yeah. uh, fight. That would be listen, a bad fight for him. Listen, Connor. first of all, you got Khabib waiting in the wings. Right. That is, uh, and I'm a big Khabib you got fan. You've got a lot of great fights I'm a, I'm a, out I'm, there, man. Oh, that, oh listen, you can, we, can, we can go on and on with the what ifs and uh, who, who should fight, but uh, <laughs> I love I love that Khabib. I really yeah. do. Yeah. His, um, it, it, the Kimura he finished with. And if you saw that last fight, and we talked about it briefly, I know we're going over in time now, but uh, when he finished with a beautiful Kimura yeah. in that fight, but he was talking to Anthony, to um, Michael to Michael Johnson. He was on top of him, beating him up against the cage, saying. And again, I, it, what sticks out of my head is the scene in Saving Private Ryan when the big German's putting the knife into the into the guy, and you're, you're like, "No, and he's talking to him like you." But in German, and I think he was saying something like, "It's, it's supposed to, it's supposed to be like this or something Remember in German." He him? Yeah, he shushed him and he fucking put a knife at him. But Khabib is sitting there talking to him, going, "You know, I deserve this. Just, just, just quit and and just beating the guy up against, just talking to him, beating him up." And the guy, you see, um, fuck Michael, uh, Michael Johnson, Michael Johnson um, punching him, like, trying to punch up at him, it, like bounced yeah. off his head. And he's still talking to him, telling him to quit and beating him up. Between well, between he's rounds, what? Chuck, he's going to Dana. Between rounds, Khabib's 
Yeah, he's, he's still in the middle of a yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's going to Dana. He's going, <laughs> I'm going to get your son. You, he's calling Connor his son. You, and Dana, you hear Dana going, hey, get done with this fight first. <laughs> the guy didn't give a fuck. In other words, like I'll handle this. Don't even worry about this. I'm yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, the next I'm fight. I'm good here. I'm good here. I yeah. love that. That guy's he a may lot. have a shot against Connor because that mental thing that Connor does fucks it fucked Eddie Alvarez yeah. up. It, it yeah. messed him up. But you know what's yeah. interesting? It might not mess up Khabib. You, Khabib, he gets him a hold of him. It's a it's a, it is such a such a problem for this guy to survive it. But he did get tagged a little bit in the beginning. That first three minutes. Yes, Michael Johnson. You're not gonna nobody ended around because he got a hold of him. That's and, right. But he did get at one point shook. And I think uh, Connor and, uh, probably hits harder and is probably a more accurate striker. So that, that oh, would be a Connor's problem. Connor's so accurate. That's what I love yeah, about him. He's so, so accurate, so, man. That would be a that would be a nail biter. But he's what, like twenty and old now to Khabib, or twenty two and old? Twenty three or twenty four and oh. I think. I, I think it's twenty four. I think it's twenty four. I thought twenty four wow. and oh. Wow. Twenty four and oh. And uh, I think he deserves a shot. He, I mean, yep. look look what he did to Anthony. Look what he look what he did to um the former champ. Uh, uh I'm sorry, uh, RDA Rafael dos Anjos. Mm. He fucking. Oh. He, Man. I mean, he just he just he makes guys that are really that good. Mike Michael Johnson is that good. He's really good, and and he beat guys like Epson Barbosa, who you love. I love Epson. And if you look what Khabib did to him, I mean, it's like man, I, I'm really I'm really high on Khabib. Yeah, but but hey, look, look 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 what uh, what's his name uh, Eddie Alvarez did to yeah. him. And he, he yeah he beat him bad. Yeah. You know, punch for punch. Yeah. But he, how easy that kind of beat Dos Anjos. You mean Dos Anjos? Oh, yeah. Him, yeah. How 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 you know that was a war. But how yeah. easy he beat Alvarez! I yeah. couldn't believe it, man. Yeah. It was like he I was in his head, man. I'll tell you that. And Khabib, I think you're right. And Khabib said, "I, I want to take him down, speak with him, you know, slap him, make him nervous. <laughs> like, hey, get up, let's go. Where's your boxing? You know, slap him, play with him, and make him give up." He may be like he couldn't get in Nate's head because Nate's like, "Oh, fuck yourself," and he no, means yeah, it. Of course. He might be able to be the same way, and that's a huge part of it. Because when Eddie walked in and you saw the look, like. It was, yeah. it was, he, you know, Something, was stunned yeah, he, yeah. by was, that moment. That's yeah. a big moment. And there's some guys that are just, that get affected by it. And some guys don't. Nate, yeah. unaffectable. Nate yeah, doesn't yeah, give yeah, a yeah. fuck what you do. He's I love just, Nate. I love, he's not I, afraid. I love Nate. I love Nick. You know? Oh, man. It's not like well, the Godfather. Don't fuck with the Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Don't fuck with him. <laughs> well, Chuck, we this love you, awesome. buddy. Oh, thank and you, man. It's, thank it's, you for having me. It's no, been a pleasure, man, at, going down memory lane, man. Oh, I loved it, man. I was so impressed with his knowledge, man, because yeah. we're, we're sitting there going, uh, you know, with, with Emmanuel Yarbrough, Keith Hackney. Uh, we could, we could go it. on and on, dude. Uh, you have anything to promote or anything? Or you just... Chuck's uh, website. No, my, my thing, uh, what I just put on, it was funny. I, I just put a, 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 on a YouTube. A, a, a workout video I did. Okay. Chuck Zito Street Survival. But I did it when I was 50. I just put it on a few months I wanna, ago. I'm going to be seeing that yeah. on the train. I was right watching home. that. The, the, yeah, 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 you're yeah. in fucking shape. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. I was 50 there when yeah. I did that. And here it is. I can't believe it's 13 years later. Well, I and I just put it on YouTube. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, you probably look the same. All right. Yeah, I, I feel good. I feel good. I had a little thing, you know, a little, little, uh, you know, scare. Like two and a half years ago, three yeah, years ago, I yeah. had the prostate cancer. Yeah, it's scary. And, uh, you How'd know, you find out? Got... Was it a normal checkup or no, did you feel bad? No, I, I just happened to be home because I'm always on the road. I said, you know what? Let me go to my doctor and go make sure I'm, everything's cool. And I went to the doctor. He goes, Chuck, I can't believe. Now, this was, I was six, I'm 63, so it was when I was 60. No, 61. Yeah. He goes, I can't believe you're 61 years old. You're great shape. My, your heart's great. Uh, everything's great. And uh, I said, good, good. My heart's great. My, my blood pressure's great. Everything's great. Three days later, he calls me up. He goes, look, your, your PSI is very fucking high. I said, no shit. What the fuck is a PSI? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He goes, no, it's your, 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 your prostate. I want you to go get a checkup. Went to 
go get a, uh, of course, a, 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 a biopsy I had to do. And they yeah. found out that I had it for a while because they take 12 samples out, seven of them were cancerous. Wow. So they had to take it out right Did away. Did they tell you what stage you were in? Uh, it was all contained in my prostate, so that was great. So I had okay. the uh, uh, you know, uh, robotic surgery oh, by wow. a guy named Matthew Bowie. Anybody has that, I tell everybody, you know what, you're 50 and more, go get checked. Everybody yeah. I tell, go yeah. get checked because you never know. There's no symptoms. I had no symptoms, nothing. <laughs> it felt great. They said when you have the symptoms, then it's too late. Wow. How scared were you when you had to go in for that procedure? Were you, or did you, were you confident you were going to be okay, or were you like, oof, this could be the end? Uh, you know what? You, you never know when you have to go under, under the knife. But yeah, you're a little nervous, and then it's more, you know, thinking, oh shit, you hear about the big C, the, you know, cancer and this and yeah. that. And then, uh, I, 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 I shopped around. I, I knew guys who had uh, cancer, and they had, uh, uh, you know, shopped around for. And I went. I always in Beverly Hills, and this guy's right in Cedar uh, Sinai. Yeah, you know, and uh, um. I went there and I saw this guy Matthew Bowie. And well, Sonny uh, Barger was. Is that my son's last name? Barger. Barger. But yeah, Barger. I mean, he what? Nineteen eighty-two. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> he survived yeah. and you know, he's yeah. lived. A... Well, they found that in prison. So, early, oh, is that um, how yeah. they found him? Yeah, early yeah, well, detection. He was in prison. Yeah, they say early and detection said, is everything. But he, man. if you look at all the old movies of him, he always had riding his motorcycle, always had a cigarette yeah, in his mouth, right. always chain smoke, chain smoke, and finally caught up to him. He had that, you know, he had his whole voice box taken out, where he has to hold. He'll hold his throat to speak and everything else. But, you know, he's, shit, son, he's like 78 now, man, you know? Yeah. So. Does that affect his breathing at all or no? <clears throat> uh, no, it just, you know, sounds, you know, he, he's got a, a, a flap there that you hold and uh, yeah, you speak that way. Yeah, I was you know, watching it. Uh, yeah, yeah, like that. But, <clears throat> uh, like I said, I tell people get checked because there are no yeah. symptoms. You know, you guys, are, you know, 50, go get checked, man. I've gotten checked never, recently. Never know, man. Never know when I, I had it. Yeah, and like I said, I was nervous, but I beat it, and it was all contained in my prostate. And and just the bad thing about that is crazy. People don't realize, but you know, <laughs> they take your your prostate. You don't come no more. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Huh? You still yeah. orgasm though, right? You still all get the orgasm. It feels the same. It does feel you the just, same. Nothing comes out. That's awesome. No cleanup. It feels fucking nuts, man. <laughs> That's it's crazy. nuts. What? So what I do well, is I just get the- shut the lights off and I spray Jergens lotion all <laughs> yes! over. Yes. <laughs> well, Chuck's such a bad motherfucker. He beat the fuck out of cancer. Yeah. I mean, look at this guy. Nothing can stop this guy. <laughs> I feel good. You got to come back in and, and visit really us again, good. man. I, I mean, like I said, I'll be sixty-four. I feel great. I feel like I'm forty. Yeah. You know, like. And you look even younger than that. I feel good. I feel good. So, so check chuckzito.com is your website. And there's so many great photos. If you just want to see fucking amazing photos of the old days with, with this, so many of those guys, uh, I, I don't know. And I was into, you know, big into the wrestling too. So I was always with all the wrestlers, yeah. Hulk and, 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 and Brutus and, and, and Randy Savage and all those guys. You yeah. know, Goldberg and who just came back and beat Rock. And, yeah. You know, so I was always involved in wrestling. I was involved in a lot of things. So I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate and I'm blessed in life that I've met so many people. Picture so. you with Belushi, Ali. Oh, it's man. such a great I was just looking. I was just looking in his book. When Bill Wallace was. had hair back then. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and John Belushi. Yeah, you know, back in the day. That's because right. He died in nineteen in March 80. of eighty two. Belushi, right? Belushi, yeah. Yeah. So, shit, man. But like I said, just talk about Bill and you know, he was with Elvis, yeah. Bill Wallace and yeah. his bodyguard and his trainer and Bill's been around, man. And yeah. I love Bill, like I said. So when I met him that day to go give him a whooping 
and saw yeah. who it was. I yeah. said, how you doing, Mr. Wallace? <laughs> My name is Chuck Zito. <laughs> That's great, man. So check Chuck's website. You can see me in Hartford this weekend. I have two more weeks before I film. I'll be at the, uh, the I guess, the Funny Bone in Hartford. So if you want to come, come. And if not, I don't blame you. And uh, Matt? <laughs> me? No, I got nothing to say. I'm just, I'm just here, and I'm happy to hang out with Chuck. Always happy to be here with... Uh, my buddy Jimmy. And that's it, Jimmy. I'll see you in a couple of days. Okay, buddy. This was great. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks, thank Chuck. You. Hey, both of you, Jim, Matt, having me. Thank really you, Chris. Then. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Don't thank Chris. All right. I Take care, everybody. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs> this has been a digital media production. Find your voice. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.